You know, as a guy who took Spanish for three years, I didn't retain much of any of it. <laughs> I have to, and three years is a long time, especially when you're a child, and that's when you learn the most things really well. But I didn't retain a lot. It's hard just learning it in school or through textbooks. Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. It's available on desktop or it can be used as an app on your phone or tablet. They are a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. You can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. I started Rosetta Stone, and my Spanish skills have definitely improved. I can now say muchas gracias. It's really a better way of learning a language. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Comedy Bang Bang listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off, visit rosettastone.com slash comedy. That's rosettastone.com slash comedy. This episode of Comedy Bang Bang is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. I'm the best gunslinger with the tiniest dinger. Welcome to Comedy Bang Bang. Um, thank you to Call Waiting for Godot. Can you, can you run that by me again? I don't know. I don't think I can. Oh. <laughs> um, thank you to Call Waiting for Godot for that catchphrase submission. Almost a catchphrase superstar, Call Waiting for Godot. How We've many? Heard from how them many? a few times. Oh, okay. Good for you, Call I, I, I don't for think Godot. anyone's keeping stats on the on the catchphrase submitters. Somebody is. Uh, yeah, it's probably uh, somebody. What is this voice that you were doing this uh, before we started? It sounds like that guy. Who's the guy who does the Colors album? Not Ice T. Um, mm. <laughs> speaking of Ice T, uh, oh Ken Nordine. Ken Nordine. That's who it is. The line broke. The monkey got choked, and they all went to heaven in a little rowboat. That's right. What do you think about Rudy North, by the way, saying that your iced tea impression was actually good and you should bring it back? Do you know what's really funny is I for I don't know what made me think of it, but I thought of that the other day and I thought that was I very, listened, that I was very nice of him to Straight say. Out. Well, Sean Diston, by the way, I'm Scott Aukerman and welcome to Comedy Bang Bang Best of Part 3, Best of 2020 Part 3. I'm here with Paul F. Tompkins. Hi, I'm that person he said. And we're going to be counting down uh, episodes 8 through 5 right. today uh, on this episode. So welcome back. This is Part 3. Uh, if you haven't heard Part uh, one and two, go back and listen to those. Uh, you should. Or else you'll be completely lost or just enjoy this one. They're fun. You should listen to them because you're fun. I want you to have nice things. They're fun. But uh, I was mentioning Sean Disson. Sean started as a fan of the show. I think he used to listen to it uh, in Florida, where mm -hmm. he's from. And uh, then... 
Wow, is now, really? Is now uh, on the show quite Shit, frequently. I forget how long this show has been happening. <laughs> Twelve years almost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's it. I love stuff like that. So and he's he's not only is he on the show uh, for the past few years, but one of the best people to do fan it. Fan favorite, so, a fan favorite, fan Rudy favorite. North. Uh, but yeah, that's he used to listen. He used to listen to you doing IC back when the show first started, and he uh, he he thought it was really funny and and brought it up. <laughs> and the reason I I don't know if, have we talked about it on the show? I don't think so. Yeah, I I you know as as time marches on, I it never goes backward. I'll tell you that it never goes back. It, it, no, it never does. Right? I wish it would. I wish it would. If I could turn back time, I, would you relive your life? If I could find a way. Yeah, who's going to say something? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I I made a conscious movement to uh, move away from doing. I made a real... conscious movement about three hours ago, Scott. Hey, what you're doing is dick disrespectful, bitch. dick bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, jerky. Hey, teeth sizzle chest. Um, I made a conscious effort to move away from doing actual people. Mm-hmm. Uh, real people impressions and and start focusing on creating original characters, but also Ice T. I did start to feel like I, I I think I subconsciously was feeling like I shouldn't do this anymore because I'm imitating a person of another race. Right. Even though the thrust of the impression is not that. Right. It still did. I think just like things that are changing in the culture, it started to kind of seep into my my you know unconscious mind and feeling like yeah i probably shouldn't do that anymore and i had i had a lengthy um back and forth with someone on twitter who was being extremely respectful mm. and saying don't you feel that this is weird and i started to kind of push back on it and then i realized i did stop doing it with right. with that kind of in the back of my mind and so, so this was a lengthy discussion after you stopped doing it I hadn't done it in a while, yeah. Right, okay. And is- someone asked me about, like, do you do you feel that this is this is problematic? And at first I was like, no, I don't think so, because this is the X, Y, and Z. This is why it's not problematic. Right. And then the more we were talking about it, the more I realized, well, but I I I think I did stop doing it because it was start it when I thought about it, it didn't feel comfortable anymore. Right. You know, and it was not like anyone gave me a hard time about it. It was not. I before I had this discussion with this person online, I had already had those feelings. And right. but there's something about when you when somebody I, our, our automatic instinct is to get is defensive. To defend you. Yes. yes is to get course. defensive. Well, I don't do that. <laughs> Scott, when you listen back to this, you're going to hear what? the irony. <laughs> I feel bad for you. Um. So, yeah, I, I, I really I felt like. Yeah, I probably shouldn't do that anymore. But it was nice of it was, it was nice, nice of Sean to say nice that Sean he to say it was funny. He didn't think it was problematic. Yeah, uh, I I think sometimes I don't know who knows who cares about my feelings on it. But I think sometimes I think a lot of people do. People people I think your I think your opinion matters to a lot of people. Well, I think there's sometimes nuance to it. Obviously, when you're uh, doing an impression of there there there's a couple of different ways to do an impression. One way is to point out annoying or stupid things about the other person and highlight those and be like, yes, they're funny because they're so stupid or, yeah. uh, you know, this is, this is why they're so weird because they're different. You know yeah. what I mean? So when you're imitating droopy, it's like droopy's voice is like, hello, Jew. And he's a fucking idiot. And he's an idiot. No, but, um, <laughs> so sometimes when people, uh, uh, would do impressions of people of other races, they were doing it of like, Hey, we are the norm. White people are the norm. 
Norm. I'm surprised he didn't walk in. Uh, and uh, well, he has to walk in first. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> they don't summon him. <laughs> He's not like Andy. <laughs> and now we begin the Eldritch ceremony. <laughs> Norm. 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 <laughs> Afternoon, everybody. It worked. <laughs> But a lot of times, like previously, it would be like, hey, we're all, the culture and we're all white and uh, people of other races uh, talk differently be, yeah. and they're different. And 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 they're some. I mean, you look at like uh, Mickey Rooney in, in Breakfast at Tiffany's, like they still, look different. The, uh, still the just, gold standard for just, just so bananas. <laughs> no reason for it. Racism. Yeah. Uh, and then sometimes, by the way, there's never a reason for racism. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, in this discussion, let's cancel Ball of Tompkins because he, he thinks there's a reason look, for racism. Sometimes it's justified, okay? <laughs> but I think sometimes, sometimes there are people who are doing impressions who are like s- studies of of human nature, and they're really good. They have a good ear for impressions. And let's take uh, 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 Peter Sellers, for instance. Uh, you know, and sweetest guy around, <laughs> <laughs> lovely, lovely guy. By all accounts, a terrific human being. But like a lot of his act is just like looking at people and transforming into them. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes is interesting. And but it's not up to me to say, you know, right. obviously, like what's acceptable or not. But but sometimes uh, some t- some I I find that interesting when a person can so transform their voice. Uh, to become another person mm-hmm. that I think allowances are are made sometimes for that uh, when when it's not a hey look at how different or stupid they are yeah I mean uh, there's 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 so many things that go into what makes something a characterization, a pro- a characterization yeah. and what and it's like when it's problematic when it's truly problematic. It's because somebody's coming from a bad place, right? And um, but which is where the characters on the good place w- were actually. Isn't that funny? They were coming from the bad place. You know what I mean? Uh, I hope you've watched season one. <laughs> um, but if you, but even when your your intention is good, that doesn't mean that there's not that it's always going to be received uh, well, and that that the yeah, and that it is good. I don't exactly. Know. Yeah, it, just because you have the best of intentions doesn't mean that you should not. You should not be taken yeah. to task for a thing and, that you're doing. And some people will th- think it's fine, and some people will think it's not fine. Yes. And, y- you know, Sean is very nice to say that about, about your iced tea. It yes. does, doesn't necessarily mean that it is okay for yeah. you to do him. And I have to I have to say, outside of that one exchange that I had with that person, no one's ever given me a hard time. Right. No one's ever – it's not like – and even that person wasn't giving me a hard time. Right. This right. is not like I'm bowing to some pressure or whatever, or that PC culture is ruining everything. Right. It's that I started to view it differently. And it's also at the end of the day, is it necessary? Is it, you know, like, it's not like yeah. my, my feeling is always make more stuff. You know, if, right. if there's, if there's an issue with something you, we can't get yes. too precious about these well, things. Well, that, that was always the thing about parallel thought in comedy yeah. Of like, if you had a joke or a premise that was similar to someone else, well, just write another joke. I would always drop it and just yeah. do something else. Yeah, just do something but else. But there were guys that would like fight tooth and nail like, that was my bit, you know? Right, yeah. It's like, well, that's the pro- That's the thing is, and, and sketches were the same thing, you know, because yeah. like when you're, when you're writing sketches, someone would go like, oh, Living Color. I remember Mr. Show, like, we stopped down for two days because something we were just about to go into <laughs> production with. Someone said, I think there was something like this on In Living Color. Yeah. This was before clips were on the internet. Yeah. 
So we had to you like, had to like do research. We had to call in Living Color yes. and and have them send tapes over and yeah. stuff. And then it wasn't similar, so we were able to go ahead. But um, but but that my was the, that was the Butmans. My <laughs> Butmans. But my point was always just like, oh, let's just make other stuff and and, yeah. and we'll be okay. In any case, your iced tea. Let's hear a little bit of it now. <laughs> 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 to make me want to hear it. Come on. <laughs> Um, in any case, uh, uh, why did we, oh yeah, we're, we're just at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, have so many clips, uh, a very serious discussion for the beginning of, uh, an episode, I have People to say. People like to see they how like the bread is made. They like to hear the process. Yes. How the bread is made. Um, today we're going to be hearing episode, uh, everyone voted on these episodes. Every, uh, everyone voted? Uh, everyone voted for their favorite episodes of the year. They could all pick 10 and, uh, and this 30, is what they came up with. This is <laughs> 30,000 votes came in, uh, and 30,000. And, uh, we are going through the, uh, eight, seven, six, and five today. So we're going to crack the top What about five. the 309? The what's that? <laughs> you said eight, six, seven, and five, three, oh, no, eight. Did I say we're eight, going six, through seven, eight five? six, and seven? I think you did. I have, uh, I think I have. Uh, you got Tommy Two Tone on the brain, Tommy man. Two for some reason. Uh, That's somebody's favorite band, Tommy Two Tone. Tommy Two Tone is someone's. I mean, someone I get knows it. like the uh, the deep album. Someone cuts. saw them all the time. Look, yes. And sometimes if you see a band, like for instance, Crowded House, one of my favorite bands of all time. Crowd House, yeah. Probably because I saw them live on the MTV Spring Break thing, and they were so good live, and then it just put a love in me and so I would see them anytime I could live. With and, a tampon soaked with vodka up your asshole. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't know why you said that. I don't know. That's, that a reference that's, that's what I think of MTV Spring Break oh. makes me think of that kind of thing. <laughs> I thought, did I say something to lead him into a vodka soaked tampon up my asshole? <laughs> I can't, also can't believe I said up your asshole. <laughs> yeah, really. That's, that's so graphic. Um, I should have said rectum and I apologize. <laughs> I barely knew him. Um... <laughs> So, in any case, I don't know why we were talking about that, but... Uh, <laughs> Crowded House. Crowded House. Favorite yeah. band. Well, if you see a band live, yeah, so many good memories. Like, I can only imagine Tommy Two-Tone being someone's favorite band if they, like, lived where Tommy Two... The, the music scene Tommy Two-Tone came out of, and they yeah. saw him come up so several times. He's yeah, amazing yeah. live, and they know all of his songs. Anyway, it can happen to, it can happen to anyone. It can happen to you. It can happen to you. Nicholas As, Cage uh, and Bridget Fonda. Of course. Uh, what was, oh, how do you know, is the other one. How do you know? How do you know it could happen to you? I love to see a crossover <laughs> of those universes. Great double feature. Guy gives uh, a woman a $100 tip and then comes back a year later and says, who gave you the biggest tip you've ever had? <laughs> it was you. <laughs> and then Jack was, Nicholson comes you, in. It was Nicholas Cage cop. Jack comes in. Hey, it's me, Jack To be honest, I don't Nicholson. know the plot, too. How do you know? So I don't know. The I know pl- it has Paul Rudd. The plot is Paul Rudd doesn't know something. He knows somebody else does know something. He <laughs> wants to know how they know it. So it's a whodunit. It's a how do they know it? How do they know it? New genre it's a, it's of film. It's a classic genre. It's, a, it's the latest entry of the classic genre, how do they know it? <laughs> and it's all the reporters' questions. Who did they know it? How, How did, did they, they know, know it? it? Why did, did they know, know it? it? Where did, did they know it? it? When did they know it? It's like our five jokes. Our yeah, <laughs> that we recycle. <laughs> That'll be coming up a little later in the uh, in uh, the countdown, our five jokes. Um, oh, it'll be coming up. Hey, hey, good luck. It'll be coming up a little bit later. <laughs> a little bit later. It certainly will. 
But before we get to those, why don't we just crack into these clips here? Why don't we get Let's to crack it? into them? This is the episode that you chose, if you can believe it, to be number eight. Number eight. All right. Episode number eight, Paul. This is episode 679. I thought it was episode eight, but okay. Uh, uh, the numerology, numerology. Why numerology. Am I <laughs> is that a Prince song? Numerology. Yeah. He must have written a song called Numerology, right? I wonder if he was into it. He he definitely. I think he was into the Zodiac. I could see him being into it. Who knows? Yeah. He was a little bit into chemtrails, from what I understand. <laughs> yep. He had low T's. I think this is true that he was into chemtrails. I heard on. Was he really very funny? You know, Langston Kerman. Yeah, has a very funny podcast called My yes. Mama Told Me. He was on Comedy Bang Bang promoting it. Yes, he was, and it's 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 really great, and um, it's about conspiracy theories. And yes. I think he he did an episode on chemtrails with uh, uh, Iowa Debris, um, and they talked about somebody saw Prince on maybe it was even Oprah or something talking about chemtrails. Really? Yes. 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 Oh. Or on, or maybe on Larry King. He wanted some sort of reputable, right. You know, known show and talked about how chemtrails are, are now what they had heard. The conspiracy about chemtrails they had heard was that the chemtrails were to, uh, were dropping chemicals to make people fight lower income people to fight with each other. Right. What I had heard was that the chemtrails kept us all docile so that we did not rise up against oh, the government. Oh, so that we didn't float. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> the Willy Wonka theory. <laughs> <laughs> they had heard it was fizzy lifting drink. I had heard it was the opposite. Well, um, this episode came out on October 26th. Pretty recent from where I'm sitting. Pretty recent. And also, uh, does, does that give you a clue as to what it might be? Yeah, it's going to be scary because of Halloween. Yeah. Do you remember an episode that might have come out right before Halloween? Yeah. Um, there was one about a ghost. <laughs> I love, Not far off. <laughs> little kids fucking lie. Oh, they just yeah. lie to your face. That was, no. of course, I told you the story about my friend uh, who lied that he had read Old Yeller. And was was lying in his book report. We we would have to do oral book reports. I don't remember this. We this was in the sixth grade, and the teacher would take like four of us at a time and ask us questions about the book that we supposedly read. He would read your report and then ask you questions and try to trap you to see if you actually read the. And book. And it would be good teacher, bad teacher, right? And then the <laughs> yeah, teacher would, you know, I gotta I gotta go. I got another guy. My my partner's <laughs> gonna come in here. <laughs> Let me get you a soda. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, drinking, drinking fountain should make soda, right? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I actually pitched that in I gotta my. Go. In my <laughs> oh no, I didn't pitch that. I I said that if I won student government, I was going to fix the drinking fountain so that um, when one person was drinking out of one and the next person turned the other one on, that the water level wouldn't dip so low. That's a big promise. And the principal called me in and explained why that couldn't happen, <laughs> and the science behind it and all that. <laughs> but my friend who who supposedly read Old Yeller, he would never read the books, and he would always get caught. He and, always got caught. Yes, I thought he was good at it. No, <laughs> so he read Idiot. a whole, he wrote a whole book report, which back in the sixth grade is what oh, a page um, <laughs> on Old Yeller, and the teacher asked him, you know, a cagey question like, "Okay, in the book, what had happened here?" Okay. And he had an answer. Okay. Mm -hmm. What happened here? He had an answer. Then finally, after three minutes, the teacher finally says, Doug, who was old Yeller? And Doug said, 
the farm hands? <laughs> Said it like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... Busted again. Doug, what are you doing? What man? are you doing, Doug? Like look at and all he had Read to Read the back cover. All he had to 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 base that on was the picture on the front cover. Fuck. He didn't even flip it over. Yeah. Doug. Ah, uh, so good. He also had a book report on uh Harry Houdini. Mm-hmm. And he was very confident about that one and giving giving um, so many examples of his life. And then finally, the teacher said, how did Harry Houdini die? And he said, uh, he drowned to death? <laughs> and, <laughs> At least don't phrase it like a question. <laughs> yeah. And the teacher's like, no, he got punched in the stomach. Uh, like you're about to be done. <laughs> Boom. Because it's old times. And I can still <laughs> I can still hit kids if I want. I, I think I've told you about this. The 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 teacher I had to read Black Like Me in my junior year of high sophomore or junior year of high school. And um I read it and had to. Re- hmm. I read it uh, <laughs> voluntarily. <laughs> we were assigned it. I read it, wrote the report, and the teacher gave me a failing uh grade on the paper. He's like, You didn't demonstrate to me that you wrote you read the book. And I was like, I don't know how I didn't, right? But that teacher later ran away with a student. Oh, uh, yeah, we've talked about the teachers that fair, we've known yeah. running away with students. So yeah, you didn't prove to me that you can be a decent fucking human being. Yeah, Mister. Uh, I'm not going to say much. Much me. like uh, when they bust a cop for corruption, they have to go back and overturn all of the arrests that he made. All of them. They should have given you all. I like, should got an A straight on that. A's. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Anytime that happens. That's, That's right. Like my junior high biology teacher who ran away with his student or maybe didn't run away, just had a relationship and stayed there with her. <laughs> I, I think I, I got a, I got like a C in biology in junior high. I should be, I should Fuck have that. passed. I got to check back because I had to go to summer school for chemistry. I should check back and see if that guy if that had guy any scandals. was the reason? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I should be awarded an honorary doctorate somewhere. Why am I not? Ever I famously never graduated college. Why hasn't anyone offered me one? Kiddo, some advice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what the fuck was that guy thinking? I don't know. So the, the weird. Noted homophobe. <laughs> Is he a noted homophobe? <laughs> well, that's what he he hopes that won't be written on his tombstone, he said, because because he is one. Because <laughs> in the eighties, he wrote a thing about how he wishes all homosexuals should be eradicated. Or Jesus Christ! Sorry. Yeah. There's no sorry, way. But even if you change your mind, <laughs> which that's not like I the article about, I read about I don't it. Know by about the way, gay marriage. <laughs> the article I read about it never said he changed his mind on it. Just had the quote yeah. of like, "I hope that's not going to be on my tombstone." Because I guess that's bad. Dude's 81. Anyway, if you don't know what we're talking about, there was a Wall Street Journal uh, uh, opinion. Op-ed, yeah. Op-ed about uh, Dr. Jill Biden. Dr. Jill Biden. Paging Dr. Jill Dr. Biden. Dr. Jill Biden. Um, go check it out if you want to go, go check it out. It came out a month ago, whatever. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about episode uh, uh, that uh, is the top eight episode. And this was October 26th. And this is an episode called Popcorn World. So see, scary. And um, would it surprise? Okay, we have Gillian Jacobs. I know her. We have Carl Tart. I know him. And we have you. I know me. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I know. Hey, you. Hey, you. I know, I know you. you. I know no, you. You're not angry. You're just pointing. <laughs> Speaking of that <laughs> season of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> um, 
This was, uh, it came out right before Halloween, and Gillian Jacobs, who people know from Community, uh, and uh, uh, she just directed a documentary that's in uh, Marvel 616 that you can watch. Um, She was here to promote her movie, which is a scary movie, which is why it came out (laughs) right before Halloween. That's right. What's it called? Come Play. (laughs) (laughs) Which, by the way, so... Normally, booking the show, there's two ways I can book the show. My way or the highway? <laughs> That's right. If you don't like it, get the fuck out. No, most of the time, I just write or call up or text friends and say, hey, do you want to do the show? And that mm-hmm. is the most efficient way of, of booking the show. See. But every once in a while, I get, I get lured by a publicist <laughs> into what ends up being a months long back and forth between me and a publicist where first first what pub, if first what publicists do is they offer someone to be on your show mm-hmm. right they say hey would you want to have this person on your show and it's always the bait and switch because hey you want to have the most famous person in the world on your show right because if you say yes 90% of the time they go okay well let me check with them and see if they would want to do it Ugh! they never want to do it it's a big waste How of time. How do you think they got so famous? <laughs> would, of course they're not going to do your show. It's a big waste of time. But uh, uh, this was one of the episodes where the publicist of the movie, not Gillian's publicist, right. reached out to me and said, hey, Gillian has a movie coming out. Um, do you want her on the show? And instead of just me saying like, hey, cool, yeah, I'll just reach out to Gillian to schedule it. Mm-hmm. Um, I went through the publicist for whatever reason. I don't know why. And it turned into a... Several months. It it literally went on for two months. It became like a will they or won't they with you. <laughs> it really will she or will she not? It was hot. No, I mean you and the publicist were yeah. like, there's some tension. Is here. she gonna do the show or is she not? It's hot. <laughs> um, it turned into a long thing where it was like, oh, uh, we don't know if she can do it. Okay, now she can. We don't know if she can do it. And then finally, like, uh, it turned into one of those things where it was like, tell you what, she can give you a half hour on this day. And I was like, what? A half hour? This doesn't sound like Gillian. So I just wrote to Gillian and said, hey, man, uh, do you want to do Comedy Bang Bang? And she was like, oh, no one's talked to me about it. <laughs> so she was like, of course. Yeah, let's just do it. Here comes Koo with the, the food. food. Here comes Koo with the food. Here comes Koo with the food. Here comes Koo with the food. Is she going to go down the slide? Oh, yeah, I hope so. Into the pool. She sort of disappears. <laughs> Where'd she go? I don't know, but I want that cooed with the food. Cooed with the food, um, dude. In any case, uh, uh, this is the person representing the movie, by the way. So it's yes. not So, But the funny part was the publicist wanted to be on the Zoom while we were doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> and I well, think They thought they did. Probably immediately regretted it. I think a, a lot of times the publicist will reach out knowing the show is popular and not know what the show is. Yeah. Uh, so they don't know how stupid it is or how sarcastic we are when we're actually talking to a celebrity, especially someone yeah. we know well. So, uh, anyway, listen to that, uh, interview again, uh, realizing that the publicist for the movie is on the whole time and, uh, uh it'll be twice as funny to you in any case. So Gillian talks about her movie and then, uh, we are going to hear, uh, Paul of Tompkins, Playing a character, Alimony Tony. Paul of Tompkins, Paul of Tompkins. Paul of Tompkins. Paul of Tompkins, Paul of Tompkins. 
Bowl of tokens, bowl of tokens, bowl of tokens, bowl of tokens. Thank you, Koo, for the foo. Thank you, Koo, for foo. Do you want to tell us about uh, Alimony Tony before we hear this clip? Alimony Tony, of course. A character based on the per, the name of a person who submitted a catchphrase <laughs> That's one right. time. Yes. Uh, a person's name. You hear me uh, say those catchphrases at the beginning of the episode. Uh, a person, uh, their their screen name was Alimony Tony, and I read it, and you laughed so hard <laughs> that you decided to play him in the moment. Yes. The idea that it was somebody's nickname because they were known for paying Alimony. <laughs> and they loved it. And they loved it. And so I've done Alamo Tony a few times. It's a fun, it's a really fun character. Um, and, you know, we were, when we were talking before the show about what characters we were going to do, I, I, you know, I, I ran up by Gilly and I said, I know that we have a history of you want to marry characters that I do. Gillian has been on she the has show. She's sort of gold digger character. For several years, she plays like a gold digger uh, <laughs> it's, character. It's ridiculous. Yes. It's been really fun. And it's a it's a several year long saga that has yes. gone on where she's married several of your characters. <laughs> yes. And uh, so you asked if she was tired of doing that. And no, she was not. <laughs> yes, she wasn't. So I was like, I didn't, because I didn't want to. I didn't want to put her in that position yes. if she didn't want to do it. She's like, no, well, let's do it. Yeah, and she's great at it, which, yes. is, which is good. It's always great to have her on the show. Yes. Uh, she's so, terrific. So, I miss her. I, I haven't yes. seen her in such a long I know. time. Uh, I saw her. She came to a Ferns screening. Uh, that was the last time I saw her, I believe. Oh, nice. Um, but we're going to hear you do, you and her as Alimony Tony, and then- uh, We're both as Alimony Tony. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like a Transformers thing. Um, and then- uh, Carl Tart comes in as Colonel Sanders. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> so we're no, gonna... wait. I thought he's Orville Redenbacher. Sorry. Yes, he's <laughs> Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> what about why Sanders? Do, was he Colonel Sanders? Some at a certain point. Why did I? May, think that? He might have been. They're very similar. Uh, Southern gentlemen who why don't they have, uh, have comedians? If uh, why don't they have comedians playing Orville Redenbacher? He was a real person who died too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like what the fuck? Just steal that idea. These are people who died. Died. That'd be funny if <laughs> someone that. remade that song all about the characters that you played that have people. all died. Uh, oh. Uh, okay. And how they died. Let's hear it. This is Popcorn World. This is episode number eight. Number eight. He's been on the show many times. He's one of our favorites. Please welcome back to the show, Alimony Tony. Scott, what a pleasure to see you again. Thank you for having me. It's me, Alimony Tony. Oh. It certainly is you, Alimony Tony. Welcome and back yes, to the I, show. Thank you very much. And yes, uh, I, I was overhearing your introduction because I had to know when to uh, when to appear. Um, so I I can uh, confirm that I am independently wealthy. Of course, my mother invented gaseous paper. Oh, and that's right. uh, what? I, she, uh, oh, hello. Hello. My name is, Al is Alimony Tony. Yeah, sorry. Uh, let me introduce you guys. This is Gillian Jacobs. She's uh, an actress and a director and an artist. Uh, and uh, this is Alimony Tony, who's a uh, independently wealthy divorced person. My goodness, my goodness. <laughs> oh, what? Wait, I've heard that catchphrase before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're Gillian Jacobs, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know, now that I think about it, Gillian, the last few times that you've been on the show, you haven't been on in a little bit, but mm -hmm. uh, we we performed has your wedding. Has it been a while? It, it has. has. It has been a while. Uh, it's Tony, com comma, alimony. <laughs> <laughs> what a funny little joke. Um, what, what a coquettish little laugh that was. <laughs> but uh, you, we... Actually, romance bloomed on some of your previous episodes. I believe we performed your at least one wedding of yours. No, I <laughs> yes. have not been married on the show. Oh, well, you're not speaking to me. No, I'm speaking no, to you. No, no, no. I've I been say, married on the I show. I understand. Yes. Yeah. Who were you married to? You were married to... Uh, um, 
It's really sad. I I was married to a wonderful man named Gary Marshall. Gary Marshall, creator of Happy Days, Laverne yes. and Shirley, director of Valentine's Day. Yes, that's right. He used the to be star on the show of Lost a lot. in America. <laughs> that's beloved, what I don't know about the star. Beloved American cultural icon Gary Marshall. Um, and he, uh, yes, that's right. You got married to him on this show. I did. I really loved him a lot. Um, you know, and a lot of terrible things happened along the way. I think I was sent to a dim- another dimension. Maybe he was <laughs> sent dimension? to another dimension. Another dimension. I think portals in space and time opened up. Um, people tried to come between us, but we really, we had a love that was more than a love. I and my Gary Marshall. That's a wonderful story. It, well, you know, he I, is, yes. I'm a real romantic. I, I, Scott, I want to say stuff. I'm a sure. real romantic as well, and, uh, and to hear that story, I, although I am divorced uh, several times over, I am a romantic at heart, and, and to hear such a romantic story, certainly uh, that's that's right up my alley, let me tell you. May I ask, can I go back, um, Tony, if I may? Um, Please, call what, me Alimony Tony. Oh, okay. uh, thank you. Uh, Alimony Tony, wh- what was me. the type of paper your mother invented? A gaseous paper. What is gaseous? It's You've like, heard of liquid like, paper, right? Yes, liquid yes. paper invented by Mike Nesmith's mother. And uh, gaseous <laughs> paper is uh, the same as liquid paper, only it's a gas. Ooh, exciting. So, like, you could write on a fart, perhaps? No, you have to write on gaseous paper. Oh. <laughs> Wait, I thought I thought liquid paper was applied to regular paper in order to correct mistakes. Gaseous paper, you need to write on the gaseous paper itself? You need itself? to write on the gaseous paper. How does it work, actually? We've never talked about it. So oh, if you make so, a mistake... It's so dry and dull. I don't think anyone wants to hear about the <laughs> inner workings of gaseous paper. <laughs> uh, this is... Uh, and, and, and what's its primary use? I mean, it... Uh, has it been successful, this invention? It's been very successful. It enabled my family to uh, to become uh, trillionaires. Tr- uh, tr- tr- trillionaires, you say? A trillionaire with a T. That's right. Wow. And uh, current net worth, just for a ballpark estimate. Oh, it's not. It's, it's, I know that sounds like a staggering number, but it's only two trillion. Only two. Yeah. And that's your personal or the company? That's my personal. That's, that's, that's your personal. The family's, that's the family's money, yes. And does the family still own a majority of the company? Oh, yes, we do. We own 100%. Oh, you own 100%? Yes. Publicly traded? Yes. All the profits go to us. Uh, We are very wealthy family. And really, it's just down to, I mean, I don't have any kids. Uh, Okay. All all of my relatives, uh, 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 what few there were, have passed on. Siblings? Uh, no siblings. I grew up an only child. Uh, But I'm a generous person. So did I. So did I. Hmm. It's it's fun, isn't it? Because every one of many all, things I feel we have in common. We do okay. Well, that's one thing. I wasn't aware of the the other things. Yeah, what are the other things, Gilly? We're on this call together. That's true. I mean, that's when you're right, you're so right. Far. <laughs> all right, Al- go on, Al- Alimony Tony. Why is your company publicly traded if you own a hundred percent of it? <laughs> well, because I'm a member of the public, and uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify that. So, so Alimony Tony, you are a member of the Four Comma Club. Yes, that's correct. That's correct. There's, wow. there's precious few of us. But again, it's it's not it's not as much my my total net worth is not as much as as, as it sounds. You hear the word trillion, and you think, oh my god, that's so much money. It's it's, it's impossible to imagine. There's only two trillion dollars. And that's mainly because there used to be more, but you've given a lot of it away. Isn't that right? 
Well, of I mean, it, it. I'm always making money, but I'm also always giving money away because, as um, as I've I've told you before, Scott, I've been married and divorced many times, and the mm. thing is, I love paying alimony. I always marry uh, for love. I always uh, think it's going to last. Uh-huh. So far, it hasn't. But huh. there's something about paying the alimony that I just adore. It really, it's my favorite thing to do. And can I ask you your feelings on um, pre and post nuptial agreements? I've never <laughs> never signed a postnup. Never you? signed a prenup. Never signed a postnup, uh, unless uh, my canon contradicts that. But I do believe in uh, going in uh, uh, with faith, uh, hope, and love, and then right. uh, coming out of it with just a, a stone cold financial arrangement. It just a lot less money. Well, I mean, a lot, a lot less money for some people. Obviously, for me, it's a drop in the bucket. But uh, yeah. Uh, yes, it is. It is. Uh, the alimony papers are substantial and not huh. just uh, as a whole, but individually. And is there a way to stop those? There is. Unfortunately, I suppose if the if your ex-wife got married again, remarried, yes. which has oh. happened on occasion, uh, I have said, look, I, I'm so glad you're happy. You moved on. You found someone else. Please let me continue paying your alimony, please. Uh, yeah. And yeah, they've yeah. always been nice about it and said, "No, I'm sorry, I, they've I always, will not allow you." No, no, they've they've all said yes. Uh, there was <laughs> there was only one one gal that uh, that uh, wouldn't divorce. Are you that crying? I never, that Don't I never cry. Divorced, that I never got to pay alimony to. I was <laughs> I'm sorry. I get emotional when I think about it. I never got to pay alimony to her because she died before we could be divorced. Oh. And uh, of course, I that's for me. That's the one that got away. I'm yeah. so sorry. But they don't call you widower, Tony. No, I was just widow, widower the one time, uh, the rest of the time, time, divorced. One time. <laughs> What's the fastest you've ever gotten married, like from date of meeting the person to nuptials? Oh, uh, same day, same day. Same day, same yeah. day. So that's a, in which matter of that? hours. Hmm. Scott, how? what's your uh, minister? Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, I was going to say. <laughs> Not interested? <laughs> uh, Easily is Googleable. There, and is Googleable. there a T in there? Uh, in net worth? Yes. There's two. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. I meant trillionaire. <laughs> I do apologize. You're so yeah. clever, though. That's what I like so much about you, how clever well, you are. You're clever as well. That's another thing we haven't covered. You wish oh. her the best, right, Alimony Tony? Of course I, mean, I do. I Gillian's been uh, a, a widow uh, for a few years. I, oh. I believe you were married to Alan Thick as well. And so a Let's two-time yeah. two-time widow, I believe. So I know what it's like. Yes, it's so, it's, it's so you wish sad. her the best, right? You I guys, wish, uh, I wish you the best. I wish you know, the best. I hope the to best find way some, to wish I hope someone. To find some, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, could you just send me a little check? What do you mean? Well, I have a proposition for you. All right. We I, don't I, get a lot of I, propositions on this show. I can't wait to vote on this prop. <laughs> <laughs> this is prop my heart. Um, <laughs> care to get married or skip the marriage and just you could start sending me checks. Oh, that's oh, very good. Oh, I love how forward that is. I wish I wish I were attracted to you, but I, I, oh. I just, oh. yes, oh. I mean. It's just one of those thing. things, huh? Gillian, yeah. here's the thing. You, mm. There's something, you are you are checking a lot of boxes for me. Let me tell you something. And usually by this time, I'd be I'd be asking you to get married and we'd be talking about uh, what if we ever got divorced, how much money you would want in alimony. Mm-hmm. And then I would I would write it up on a piece of paper and I would slide it over to you and I would say, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this offer of alimony. But um, 
Yes, I, I don't know. I just uh, I'm getting more of a friend vibe. I don't I don't know. What, what is it? Is her personality? Is it her look? No, great personality. I think she's a doll. Uh, I don't know. It's just that that indefinable thing. It's not it's not clicking for me. In well, a way she is that, very a way, friendly. A way that it very often does. She's she very, very she's very friendly, and one can get a friend vibe from well that every type of every person. woman I've married has been my best friend. <laughs> well. Well, here's I'll, I'll counterpoint you. You've mar- every woman you've married, you thought you were in love with, and it's always ended in divorce. Well, now why I was in love with them; it just didn't work out. Yes. So why don't you try marrying someone you're not in love with, and maybe it'll last longer. This is an interesting theory. You can also I'm take having- a picture; it would last longer. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's true. I. I- I am having trouble wrapping my mind around the idea of if I was in love with someone and it didn't work out, if I married someone I wasn't in love with at all, would it last longer? Here, here's I, I what get, I anticipate the issue mm, would be. Mm, go ahead, Scott. You, you would marry someone not for love, mm-hmm. and then if it didn't work out, you wouldn't be so inclined to pay the alimony. I would, it would, I would think it would. I would think it would. There would be a bitter, contentious divorce. The first time I'd have a bitter, contentious divorce, which is an experience I've never had, but yeah. does sound exciting. Well, it is on my. It is on my bucket list to have a contentious divorce. I can provide you with that experience, one hundred percent. Well, uh, Alimony Tony, we uh, we want to get to your answer, but I'm wondering, should we hold on to it uh, for a little while? I mean, this it's it's so let's, let's because I I, I need some more while. time with him. It's it's yeah, maybe maybe love will blossom over yeah. the next uh, a bit of the show. Uh, maybe Perhaps you'll it will. Well, yeah. hold I mean, it's, your tongue, it's sir. Cu- it's curious because it, it seemed like the idea we were heading towards was was me not being in love and marrying to see if that changes anything. Sure, but now you're saying, Scott, perhaps let's hold on and see if I let's do hold on. Yeah, let's hold on to the end. But we do have to get to our next guest. He is a. Uh, well, I mentioned it before. He's an entrepreneur, and uh, it's a rare tweet, <laughs> a rare tweet, <laughs> and a rare treat when we have an entrepreneur on the show. Uh, he is. Um, well, uh, he has a company that uh, bears his name on it. Uh, please welcome, for the first time on the show, Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me, Scott. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's money around here. I smell it. Alamody Doty. <laughs> Gillian Jacobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott Alkerman. It's wow. money around here. What a charming wow, uh, laugh. I love that laugh. Oh, so charming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Orville, Orville Rittenbacher, it's such a treat to have you on the show. I mean, you are, of course, the owner and proprietor of uh, Orville Rittenbacher Popcorn. Absolutely, that- Scott. And I tell you, boy, since this pandemic been happening, Scott, we've been going through the roof. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, meaning sales or you've been going through your own roof trying to clear out your attic or I mean a lot of people a lot of downtime during the pandemic both things Scott you see my house is full of asbestos that's one thing so we have to clear out the attic but also popcorn sales are through the roof I'm swimming in it boy yeah yeah congratulations I mean yeah I guess there's nothing else to do other than just uh, you know lie around watching Netflix and everybody's uh, sitting at home Scott Watching Netflix, watching Hulu, watching uh, Vivo, the music video, <laughs> Tubi, watching Tubi, watching Checking YouTube, out Quibis. watching uh, YouTube TV, sure, <laughs> everything, yeah. Scott. You're, you're really into streaming platforms, aren't you? <laughs> Everybody at home watching Peacock. <laughs> 
Everybody at home watches CBS All Access. Of course. And you know what they love when they watch a CBS All Access guy? Oh, I know. Star Trek. Disco? Very. Star Trek and popcorn. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Orville, or, or should I call Orville. you Mr. Redenbacher? You can call me Oville, Scott. Oville. Mr. Uh, Redenbacher. Your your pictures on uh, all of the jars of your popcorn and the bags of your popcorn. You are. Uh, 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 I mean, I'm not telling a secret when I say you're an elderly octogenarian uh, from the South. Is that Scott, right? Scott, don't tell them that. They may not know. <laughs> don't <laughs> you, tell them you, that. But you are. How old are you? Right now, I'm 113 sure. years old, Scott. Oh, and how wow. how old did you used to be? How old I used to be? <laughs> I used to be 112, 111. Sure. 110, 109. Sure, all the way down. 107. Did you ever skip a year? Never skipped a year, Scott. I hit every year. Oh, <laughs> congratulations. I hit every year in the book, Scott. Yeah. Why, well, I, 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 I went through the, the roof. book. <laughs> I, a lot of people wish that we could have skipped this year, but I mean, this year has been, uh, well, the rich get richer during the pandemic. I mean, you, uh, you, ha, you, you are a wealthy popcorn uh, magnet. Absolutely. I'm a wealthy popcorn magnate. And we're making money during the pandemic, Scott, because everybody's sitting at home watching cable, Spectrum. They all at home watching Cox. Direct TV. They all at home watching Direct TV. They all at home watching Verizon Fiber Optics. <laughs> AT&T Fiber Optics. Oh, Scott. And they all eating popcorn. You know, I, I was just thinking, Orville Redenbacher, you, you are an uh, elderly uh, rich man who uh, may <laughs> perish soon. That's, I just wanted to point that out. It was uh -huh. an interesting interesting fact that just popped in my head. Sort it's of like rude popcorn. to talk about somebody's mortality. <laughs> no, sorry, it just, uh, like, it I just well, wanted what, to bring it up. What would Orville's wife think if you, if you, if, if he, he yeah, should are you married, you Orville? That? My wife died 71 years ago. <laughs> 71? My word. Never remarried. And why is that? May I ask um, your opinion um, as as a wealthy businessman, um, how would you go about seducing a wealthy businessman? Yeah, if, if one were to seduce you, Orville, I know you haven't been married in 70 some odd years, uh, uh, and maybe that's for a reason. Maybe no one has seduced you properly. What would you want to have happen from uh, a partner? Hmm. That's a what great would question. you want to have happen from a partner? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. All right, let me let me think about it. Okay, New wrinkle to this that voice. Seems like a, that seems like a loophole. <laughs> this is a great question. That's a great question. <laughs> I feel like I want a woman to come up to me and say, "Ain't you that popcorn man from the popcorn bottles?" And I said, "Yeah." <laughs> and she just. Grab my nuts. Start swinging me around. Start swinging you around. Yeah, I'm not the biggest man. Oh, how? You're very, I, you're very slender. I'm not getting a, a sense of how tall you are, though, uh, on this Zoom. Uh, are you, What are you, uh, three feet tall or something? Or I'm three foot six. Three six. If you're 64 a, if pounds. You, if you're an inch. You don't get a sense of that on your bottles. You know, it's just a headshot. I didn't realize exactly. the bottles were life size. I don't want nobody. I don't want nobody to see my body. <laughs> You're ashamed of it, but you want someone who's into your height, who's going to pick you up by the testicles and swing you around. <laughs> That's right, Scott. 
And is that what your uh, your dear departed wife did when she met you? Every morning. <laughs> Every morning. Every morning before she had a coffee and a popcorn cereal. <laughs> she had popcorn cereal. <laughs> popcorn is very cereal-like if you think about it. I can, it truly I can is, understand yeah. how it would look. It would look normal if you poured milk on it. So I, I can imagine that there hasn't been another woman to do that because it's an odd thing to uh, uh, do upon your first meeting of someone. But were, were that to occur... What what would you do? Would you just marry that person right away? Occur spelled O C K E R. That's right. Thank you. If that were to happen again, if somebody randomly walked up to me and said, "Hey, ain't you the popcorn man?" and then <laughs> that's an important part starts, of it, by the way, saying, "Ain't you the popcorn man?" <laughs> that's, you got to say that. <laughs> ain't you the because, man for the popcorn bottle? <laughs> ain't you the man for the popcorn bottle? And then she grabs my nuts and swings me around. She could have my whole fortune. Wow! <laughs> All five commas. Of <laughs> Five commas. Wow. Now, how will that happen in this, in this time of, of, of distancing? Uh, how are you supposed to meet someone who's going to grab your nuts and swing around? Got to go to Florida, somewhere where they're not taking it seriously. <laughs> right. Makes sense. So, Georgia. And, and if a woman were not to do that, no sale? No sale. No hmm. dice. No card. Hmm. Well, an interesting conundrum here for our main guest, uh, Gillian Jacobs of. Uh, oh, what are the rankings of yes. what are the guest rankings? Okay, so Gill- <laughs> Gillian's the Gillian's the main guest. Yes, and where where do I fall by the vice guest? You're vice president. Yes, of course. Okay. And we have treasurer guest over here is Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> oh, that's me. I thought I was guestatory of education. <laughs> <laughs> Gillian likes it. I, you know, can I can I talk to Gillian for a second with without you guys listening? Sure. Which one goes, when, when you come back, I do want to. I think it's important that we designate a uh, a designated survivor uh, oh, in case course, something yeah. happens to one of us. Gillian, what what? You got two guys on the hook here. I know, but how am I supposed to grab um his body part and swing him around? We're on Zoom. <sighs> I mean, he said that's the only way to his heart. I I don't know what I can do here. Yeah, you're a little. I'm sorry. I know I'm not supposed to. Wait, be what are you doing here? Know, I'm more mad at you now. Listen, I want to. I want to help. I want to help. Do you remember the early days of Facebook? You could poke people. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe yeah. there's a virtual. There's a virtual uh, grab and swing you can do. Uh, if you if just look at the Zoom, maybe in the chat something or something like that. Maybe you could describe you doing it, and that's right, virtually I'm go, you I'm doing it. I'm gonna go back it. over there with Orville. Thank you, Alimony okay, Tony. You. She's still mad at you, by the way. I okay. know. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry to butt in over here. I well, know. Oh, Orville, you're oh, listening hello. too. But I just wanted to know if would any of y'all like a couple of kernels of popcorn? <laughs> yes, please. Can you leave them in the chat for us? Absolutely. And that's just exactly like the real thing, right? If someone yeah. were to do something in a chat, it's exactly like doing it in real life. You could print it out, ball it up, and eat it. Okay. Oh. Okay. Don't forget salt. Okay, okay thank Scott, you. Scott, Scott, all I see is invite, mute me, and raise hand. Maybe I should just hit all three at once? All three at once might do it, yeah. Okay. You want to do it? Okay, here we go. Okay. Ready? And yes. here we go. Oh, my nuts! <laughs> Whoa. You you uh, forgot you forgot the first half, Gilly. Uh, Make sure you say it. Uh, you, you're the man uh, for the popcorn. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, okay, and let, let him go. Yeah, bar. hit, hit okay. him all. Yeah, face bar. <laughs> that's the end of that lamp. Number eight. Oh, good stuff. Oh, good stuff. Paul, funny stuff. Alimony, Tony. 
He's he's a nice guy. He's right? nice. He's one of your nice characters. He's one of my nice characters. <laughs> Not one of your mean, cantankerous uh, characters who are contemptuous of me. I have. Aren't you contemptuous of all people? (laughs) Wait. Don't throw this back on my face. Now, Scott, to be fair, aren't you contemptuous of all human beings on planet Earth? (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to have episode seven. We're getting so low. So low. uh, Uh, How's Star Wars story? (laughs) You got. There you go. (laughs) All right. We'll be right back. Are you looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Well, what if I just said tough luck (laughs) and then ended it? No, I actually have the perfect gift and I stand by this one 100%. I've talked about it. Aura frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. How many photos do you think you've taken in your life? Four? More? Well, it's unlimited how many photos you can you can share on this thing. And I, I believe me, I've tested it out. It is super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving Aura as a gift, you can personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. And that's what I did. I gave these to all of my loved ones. And we put photos of our new baby into the frame. And they love it. My mom would rather watch the Aura frame than TV. <laughs> she just sits there like watching the new photos come up. She loves it. I love them. I think it's one of the greatest inventions to ever be invented. Thank goodness whoever did it. I couldn't. Mr. Aura, if you're out there, we love you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That is A-U-R-A-Frames, AuraFrames.com. Use code BANGBANG at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever have something that you're keeping close to the vest or the chest? If you're Christopher Nolan, he says that in one of the Batman movies twice. He doesn't say it, obviously. Look, this is something I just need to get off my chest. The fact that this bothers me. Anyway, we all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Well, therapy is a safe space to get these things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online. Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com bangbang today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash bangbang. Sorry to interrupt your podcast, everyone, but, you know, there's only one acceptable reason to interrupt a podcast, and that is your dog. Take a minute now to pet your dog, okay? I'll wait. I'm not going to wait a full minute, but a few seconds, sure. Yeah, but while you're petting your dog, you can learn all about Bark, the company dedicated to making dogs happy. Every month, BarkBox designs and delivers a whole new collection of toys and treats just for your best bud. Every toy is tailored to your pup's size and play style, from squeaky plush toys from BarkBox to ultra-tough, durable ones from Super Chewer. Every treat is made with yummy, healthy, all-natural ingredients like pumpkin, 
and sweet potato. For a limited time, this is good. They will double your first box of goodies for free. My dogs, they love BarkBox. Now it's it's gotten to the point where every package that is delivered to the house, they assume is a BarkBox and they start jumping up and down. Then I have to say, uh, no, it's just a sweater for me. <laughs> and they get very disappointed. They love BarkBox. They love chewing on everything. They love the treats. It's great. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com slash BangBang. Comedy Bang Bang, we're back here. Uh, this is Best of 2020 Part 3. I'll say it is. And we only have seven more episodes to go on no. this and uh, Thursday's episode. No. But uh, I'm having so much fun that I don't want it to end. I know. Folks, Let's just listen to every episode again. This is what happens. Is that In full. We it, This is what happens in full. Uh, Scott and I, we get together... We do this. We have a great time. Now we're outside. We're on the patio. Look, it doesn't get better than this. This is how we should always have been doing it. Yes. And how we always will do it from now on. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Right? Okay. It kind of makes me wonder if I, uh, sometimes I wonder. if Sometimes uh, I feel like a motherless child <laughs> alone. What song am I doing? The, from sometimes home. I wonder. That's a, it's yeah. a rap song. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da
All right, this is uh, uh, number seven. This is episode number 653. Still in the 600s. Yeah, weird. Okay. Um, and this is May 4th. May it be with you. That's right, Star Wars Day. Now, uh, does this give you any clue as to what episode this could be? Because it's the beginning of May. Yes, this is The Empire Strikes Back. No, the beginning of May is when I started doing the show, my dear boy. So it's an anniversary show. That's right. It is the 11th anniversary show. Oh, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to us. Let me tell you about who is in this show. This uh, a is, man named Jed. A uh, man named Jed. A boy named Sue. <laughs> um, this is Jason Manzukas. We have John Gabris. Sorry, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Go ahead. Girl with the dragon tattoo. <laughs> Lily Sullivan. Yeah. Lily Sullivan's so funny. We can finally talk about I her. I want to shout her out. <laughs> uh, Carl Tart. Ego mm-hmm. Wodum. do 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 and a man named Paul F. Tompkins. That's me, baby. All these people and more. Now, okay, so let's talk about the anniversary shows in the past and the one that we did this year. So uh, normally for the anniversary show and the Christmas show, it's just a big, uh, I invite a bunch of people and it's a big clusterfuck. It's a cluster frick. And uh, it's a, a cluster situation normal, all fouled up. And... Um, <laughs> Cluster snafu. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Um, and so, uh, so this was in May. So, as previously established, I started quarantining May seventeenth, uh, March seventeenth, March. Sorry, March seventeenth. Yeah, I'm I was waiting to see to the, how it was late going. To the party. <laughs> do I want to do this? <laughs> I was going into empty stores. <laughs> so, if you all remember, in those early. I mean, back in January and February, there were a lot of conflicting reports about how serious it was. Now, Jason Manzoukas, to his credit, was saying it was deadly serious the entire time. And well, Because he's a man who can be killed by eggs. Yes. He's afraid of Anyone a- could be killed by an egg if you throw it hard enough. He's afraid of an egg. 200 miles an hour. He He's a coward. <laughs> he's afraid of an egg. So to his credit, he was out there saying like, oh, no, no, no. We're all like, we're... we're gonna not leave our houses for a year at least and i was like yeah wow wow sure this is back in february right Mm -hmm. and then and then i i'll also say that uh i was talking to zach galifianakis back in february about how this is when you were on your greek streak you were only talking to greek (laughs) people (laughs) it was greek week (laughs) (laughs) um i was uh i was talking to him about the trip that cool up and i were supposed to take in may to italy Mm -hmm. and this was when everything was going down in Italy, and I was like, hey, yeah, we're supposed to be there in May. I think it might be okay. And Zach was like, you ain't going to Italy. <laughs> <laughs> and so all these people were right, but, you know, we didn't really know what was going on. So It's like they were oracles in a sense. <laughs> in a sense. <laughs> so when when the quarantine happened, I had about, I think, a month or six weeks of episodes in the in the can. Mm. And so I was kind of, at the beginning of it, I was thinking, like, instead of rushing and trying to record a bunch of episodes, which I should have done back in January and February, <laughs> I had about four weeks. I was like four or five or six weeks lead time. I thought, that'll probably get me through until we can go back into the studio. Um, and I was very wrong about that. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, uh, pretty 
pretty early into I think April we had to to do our uh, first Zoom show, first show over Zoom, and it's been a it's been a process. Mm-hmm. It has certainly been a challenge. Uh, I said we would talk about it later, so here we are talking about it. Um, Fair. The now the the shows that are easier to do on Zoom are the shows like the Talking Head show that I do with Adam Scott, mm. or this the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle show with um, Sean Diston, where it's just like two of us, maybe three people talking yes. over a Zoom. Um, because the challenges are everyone has different internet speeds, everyone has different mic qualities. Uh, and these were all like felt insurmountable at the beginning of quarantine. Um, and we, I would get episodes back. First of all, just doing performing on the episodes, you'd have you'd be making a joke, and because of the the nature of Zoom, where it only the loudest person is highlighted and everyone else drops out, yes, like yes, you can't yes. hear what other people are saying. And uh, people would react at different times to something that was being said. Mm. It was all just so straight. And then, and then, every time I would get an episode back, it would sometimes be not synced up, so everything would Ugh. be two seconds off, you know. Uh, and so these were all challenges that we were trying to work through. And uh, the team of engineers um, and Kevin, our producer, were were really working overtime. And Kevin. And the rest, um, we're we're all really we were all like an episode that where I used to go in and and record it for an hour and a half, two hours, and then leave and not think about it again. We were having to take all week to put together and and perfect and try to make it good, right? Um, and so I really want to highlight and thank all of the producers there at Earwolf who. Um, not only uh, sent me a bunch of equipment uh, so I could do this at home over Zoom with people and keep the show going, but also we worked out a process um, that works now, I feel like. And I feel like the episodes, we're, we're up to speed now. I, I felt like at the time these episodes were um, very awkward. And, the, and I remember telling you and Lauren uh, at one point that I was in my office screaming <laughs> when I got when I got an episode back, like right before it was supposed to go up, and everything was three seconds off. Wow! From each no, other. I don't remember that. <clears throat> I remember just I texted you guys like I am so frustrated right now with the show. Now I remember this. Um, but but we worked it all out. Everything is is in a good place now. But this this was the uh, first one of the, you know the the quarantine happened six weeks before the anniversary show, and I was praying we could get back into the studio for the anniversary show mm-hmm. and do a real typical, like, everyone's invited um, uh, type show. And uh, so we weren't able to do that. Uh, we we had less participants than we normally did. It's just Jason, yourself, John Gabris, Lily Sullivan, Carl Tartan, Ego Wodum. But this still was so funny that it ended up as the top seven episode. Yeah, even though it didn't have a ton of people, it still ended up being funny. <laughs> Message received. No, I guess I mean even we were... with the B team, it managed to be okay. <laughs> we were working. We were working out the logistics of it, and it was. It was. At, I just remember it being a very frustrating period for the show, and me going, "I don't know. Do we even try to do an anniversary show this year?" And I said, okay, let's do it, but with less people. And uh, it turned out really great. So uh, thank you for being a part of it. And thanks to the engineer team uh, and Kevin. And Kevin. Uh, and July. I'll throw July in there. Um, <laughs> hey, July, thank you. Hey, thanks, bro. Um, so let's talk about the episode. So um, Jason Manzugas is at the top. Uh, then we talk 
to uh, you as uh, uh, Brock Lovett. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, who is the uh, treasure hunter. Treasure hunter Brock Lovett. To the stars, I believe I mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll talk to you in that clip. Mm-hmm. And then intern Gino comes in. And then the second clip is all of us talking to Lily, who uh, plays Francesco Bolognese, <laughs> who, is a, uh, uh, who asked to be introduced as a social media expert. <laughs> and this is really funny. And go ahead now, say whatever you want about Lily, because Lily's this is the time to so talk about Lily. so funny. I just want to shout her out. <laughs> uh, I want to welcome her to the countdown. Uh, she really makes me laugh, and I've really enjoyed hearing her more and more on Comedy Bang Bang. She's a... Uh, Do you call her a moron? Yeah, I've, I love <laughs> I love hearing this moron on Comedy Bang Bang. <laughs> she doesn't know how funny she is. She's an idiot. She's a fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> this broad. She can't tie her shoes, but oh, she makes me live. She's um, great. She, uh, uh, we first... Well, personally, I first got to know her because, and this is not a secret, I think, but she... At the time, she was dating Tim Baltz, who we, we all knew... <laughs> As uh, of this recording, they are still a couple. They're still, well, they're no longer dating. It's true. They so, are still a couple, though, because sorry to now- report, they are engaged. They are engaged. Yay. That's right. So I got to know her personally, and uh, but had never seen her work, and then um, had her on the show, and she's just been one of the great uh, success stories uh, the past uh, uh, couple years on Comedy Bang Bang. You'll love so to see funny, it. So funny on every episode. Do you think we'll be invited to that Zoom wedding? You think they'll do a Zoom? Or do you think they'll wait? I don't know. I don't want to wait. that there's vaccine. Is, I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. Do you know what I want to wait? You want to shut up? I hope we will. I hope that because I would love for them to get married uh, before our eyes and the eyes of God. I think we've been key figures in their lives. I think so. I mean, we're almost responsible for them uh, being together. That's I would true. say that the the money that we paid them... Uh, uh, or we paid Tim to be uh, on uh, bajillion dollar properties. Uh, s- made him not seem like a broke ass loser. And the money you paid uh, <laughs> Lily to stay off of bajillion dollar. Yes, properties. <laughs> yeah, that was even more. <laughs> she was always trying to get in there on camera. Oh, she's wily. <laughs> All right, well, let's hear these clips. This is your episode number seven. Number seven. He's been on the show uh, many times. He's a hunter, and in fact, he is a treasure hunter. Please welcome back to the show, Brock Lovett. Hello, Brock. Scott, can you hear me? Do you read me? I do read you. Uh, I do hear you as well. I just want to make sure we have a good connection so you can hear me okay. I We have a great connection. Uh, Jason, you can hear Brock? Brock I can. Rather? Brock, it's an yeah. absolute pleasure to meet you. I'm having brats right now. That's kind of a coincidence. Where are you transmitting from? I I'm can't kind of quite em- tell. I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed to say. I'll, I'll swing the camera around so you can see. I'm on David Geffen's yacht. Oh, wow. Oh, that is beautiful. Look at that sunset. That yeah, is it's, it's a great. It's a great yacht. And, you know, I, I, I feel bad because I know that, uh, you know, people got mad at him because he was, you know, Instagramming about being on his yacht and it just seemed kind of gross. But, you know me, I love the ocean. I, I, that's where all the treasure is. I love wet of treasures. Course. The wetter, the better. Um is your per- is that is that still your tattoo, Scott? The one you say you'll always get. Inspired by Brock, of course. No one seems to get it. Hey, Jace, how are you? Pretty good, bro. Pretty good. I like your red shirt. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Pretty cool. You ought to stick yeah. with that. 
Brock, I have to ask, did you get onto David Geffen's yacht after he Instagrammed it uh, because you were tempted or have you been on there since the beginning? Okay, this is where it gets tricky. Hmm. Someone yes. call Run DMC. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, they'd be very interested. Hold as on. Tricky got, things are their bailiwick. I've got I've got Daryl's number. Let me call him. Okay. Jam Master J, unfortunately, no longer with us. He's <laughs> already passed away. But Run I'm, and DMC. Rev Run, of course. Mm. Reverend Run, yeah. Daryl McDaniels. That's right. That's all of them. We did it's it. McDaniels, did not it. McDonald's. Okay. Do you say that anytime you encounter? Well, the rhymes are that... Daryl's, but the burgers are Ronald's. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, Brock. Are you I know in you, a Run been... DMC cover group? <laughs> like, what's happening? We're sponsored by Run DMC. I'm sorry. But, Brock, I know you've. You're you've... sponsored this, by this Run DMC. Episode, is this Comedy Bang <laughs> Bang episode brought yeah, to fact, you by Run DMC? Just <laughs> by Run DMC. That's interesting. Be it tougher than leather, <laughs> raising hell, whatever. Uh, Whatever podcast, you're into, Run DMC can cover it. Sponsored by Nostalgia. <laughs> but Brock, I, I I know that you've been under the uh, ocean for too many years, really, to have uh, too much of a familiarity with Run DMC. So those were lyrics I, I was quoting. No, I've heard of Run DMC. I just don't know. The McDonald's thing confused me, I guess. I, I'm not as familiar with their lyrics, but I, I know who they are. I didn't live under the ocean. <laughs> I have uh, Brock. Can I ask you a question? Of course you can. Are, it, it is is now you know, and perhaps this is even why you're on David Geffen's yacht. Now that everything is kind of quiet and the everything is shut down, is now a particularly good time to hunt for treasure because there aren't other competitors. Well, that's kind of what I thought, and I'll come clean. I stowed away on David's yacht. He didn't oh, no me. way. Wow. I thought this guy, if I know, if I know anything about rich people who have big boats, they're cowards and they like, <laughs> wow. they, they have these things, they have these big extravagances where they can wait out natural disasters. And so that's what I'm going to do. Stow away on his yacht. I'm pretty proud of myself. I called it, but <laughs> I really thought, okay, here's what I'll do. I'll hide during the day and then I'll hunt for treasure at night. Night. It seems like night. Uh, isn't it? Isn't it darker under the sea at night, or is it? I I really don't know. Is it exactly assume, as dark? I would assume that if it's dark above water, it's daytime underwater. <laughs> yeah, is that true? Listen, under the sea, it's very dark there. There's rotten bark there under the sea. <laughs> now I don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm too busy listening to Run DMC. <laughs> It's, I'm just explaining under the sea to you. Oh, okay. Yes, it is darker, but I have state-of-the-art equipment. I have a I have a suit that I can put on where I can I can essentially d- just dive solo by myself down under the depths and and search for treasure. Obviously, I can't go down to the sea floor, but uh, I knew this guy wasn't going to go that far out. <laughs> Mm. You're not going out into the deep, deep ocean where it's like the 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 pressure would become too too powerful. You're in. That's right, Jason. You're in more kind of like well, where I'm sure David Geffen would prefer to go. Beautiful locales and and so forth. Yeah, every, everything's blue there. Nothing to do there under the sea. Sure. And so, what happened was, 
I, you know, the, the suit has lights on it to enable me to find treasure. Of course, it makes everything very scary because all of a sudden a, a fish will swim in front of your light and uh, you get freaked out. Um, so this, this is like a suit sort of like the electric horseman. It has lights all over it. That is exactly my inspiration for this suit. <laughs> it essentially, I look like a, a Christmas tree because the lights are colored and they blink on and off. <laughs> It's also, that helps me, I thought it would help ward away predators, you know, mm. because you got to figure any, uh, like a barracuda, a shark, whatever, will see that and say, this is out of my frame of reference, no thanks. This is out I'm of my jurisdiction. But there's, it's not my bailiwick, but there's a lot of uh, smaller fish, they love flashing lights because they think, oh, that's got to be something smaller than me that I can eat. Mm, okay, so this has been a problem. I'm covered with tiny fish. Sometimes <laughs> like, it makes it like harder to see rave. the treasure. Like a what? Some sort of fish rave where the you attract the lights and they just think it's a party. Yeah, and I'm feeding them ecstasy. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. I'm feeding these little fish. So you're just figured... underwater at night just rolling hard <laughs> with fish. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm, oh. Look, I don't partake, but... I figure I'll give these fish an experience they've never had before. Hang on, Brock. Are you <laughs> selling them ecstasy? Are you an underwater drug dealer? Well, what? This is ridiculous. What What money would they have to give me? Clams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you tired? What are you, are you kidding? The currency of the sea. Okay. What? You're not going to go with sand dollars? <laughs> no, I'm not. They're so Look, fragile. You're, you're talking to the guy who wrote Shark Tale, all right? You're going to go back to Flintstones <laughs> with, with clams? <laughs> Brock, are you following a treasure map, or are you just freestyling? Like, where, uh, where, like are you the kind of guy that's A lot like, like Run DMC did. Oh, it's, a little, it's a little of both, because... You know, a lot of times I'll have a map and then sometimes that'll turn out to be, uh, you know, someone swindled me. Um, here's mm. uh, one word of advice for future treasure hunters. If somebody wrote it on a napkin, don't buy it. Mm. It's probably a, it's probably a fake. Any other and, like yeah. treasure hunter rules like that? Here's like what you want to look for. You want to look for old cracked parchment. <laughs> uh, you want to look for words spelled with unnecessary ease. Um Anytime there's a dragon, absolutely. That's probably of uh, the genuine article. I would think that that right now there aren't a lot of treasure hunters out there, but at the same time, there aren't a, a lot of people leaving treasures. So it's like, you know, if you're a treasure hunter, I would think there'd be like a take a treasure, leave a treasure sort of policy how in much place. Active, but, how much active treasure leaving do you think is happening in present time? Isn't well, at the point of treasure hunting, like you're, think, you're looking for like ships that, you know, crashed 200 years ago or sank 200 years ago or whatever. That's a good point, Chase. Let me let me explain what treasure is, because I don't think we've ever defined it on the show. Oh, wow. This is big. Okay. Here First we go. of all, if you leave it on purpose, that's not treasure. Do you know what well, I mean? But yeah, you, because, uh, you know, I'm that sorry. Is, that's like geo No, 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 no. I'm sorry, like, but... In the, in the book that has treasure in its very title, Treasure Island... Are they not trying to find the treasure that a pirate left there in order to like safely keep it? It was like underground was the banks during treasure time. 
Yeah, but they don't leave time. it there for people to find. That's my that's my the distinction I'm making. You're I, saying hi, hi, take a treasure, leave a treasure. I'm taking issue with you and your words. So you're using my words against me? That's How exactly what I'm doing. You didn't How even see that you? coming. If you go into the Seven Eleven and they have a take a penny, leave a penny, and you see the penny in there, you don't say, "I found a penny." <laughs> what a I, treasure! I certainly do. By the way, I take that penny and then I put it right back so I can leave it. So you think it's take this penny and leave the same penny? Yeah, isn't it? So treasure by its nature is something you are taking from someone else who is either dead or not around. <laughs> That's so what, what is makes the it distinction? Treasure. What is this distinction you make, Brock? Where when does treasure become someone else's property like if scott yes. and Kulop were to leave the house and, and i'm not, not saying we are around is their house full of treasure or is their house flooded this is an important okay. detail and then we get back to it has to be wet in it order ha- to if be it's underwater treasure. it's treasure oh you know what's gonna brock you know what i have huge update for you global warming wise because the co- because the coasts are going to flood, because water levels are going to rise hey man, so let high. Let me stop you right there. This isn't this isn't news to me. There's going to be so much underwater treasure. Of, yeah, I've heard. You don't think I think about this all the time? Like all of coastal United States is going to be just underwater fu- houses full of treasure and the, and the corpses of the people that weren't able to get out in time. This is all I'm thinking about all the time. That's another reason why I stowed away in David Geffen's yacht, because I was thinking about it too much. And I said, I got to get back to my roots, going underwater, finding treasures left by people who wore plumed hats hundreds of years ago. (laughs) So I have to ask, if someone's house just floods, like the the pipes in their basement break and, and suddenly their house floods and they have to leave it and go stay in a hotel. You think that's fair game. We've been over this. If the, if the treasure is just, if you just spill some water in your bathroom and you get a pearl, uh, uh, a set of pearl earrings wet, that's not treasure. But if there's six inches of water in your house and you have a valuable watch that's in that six (laughs) inches of water, it might be hey man, treasure. That's treasure. <laughs> it might be treasure. That, if you have six inches of water in your treasure. <laughs> if you turn on a fire hydrant and the water shoots down your chimney into your living room and <laughs> continues to fill your home with water enough to cover a valuable tea coffee table, that just might be treasure. <laughs> you might have some treasure. This is now then, I thought so. Okay, I thought I'd get back to my roots, look for treasure in the ocean. They're moored off this weird little island, right? It's a strange island. There's there's maybe one human person that lives there, and then the rest is these strange woodland creatures. Are all wearing clothes. There's huh. like some raccoons. There's a there's a hippopotamus. There's a that are uh, all wearing clothes. They're all wearing little, and here's the thing: they're all the same size as each other. So, like the hippopotamus is the size of a raccoon, but the huh. raccoon is the size of a person. Okay, are they walking on two legs? Everybody's walking on two legs, not now, on four. Do do they have structures that they're able to 
domiciles. Or yeah, those things have, have to structures, be structures, domiciles. You mean like houses? Yeah, I mean like sure. houses. They yeah, have they houses have houses. To, Why are we putting build? on fancy? I don't know. Are we putting on airs here? <laughs> Feels like you're trying to trick me. <laughs> I mean, they, hey, listen, they might live in apartment buildings. I don't know. Seems I know. Like I couldn't figure it out because when I tried to talk to anybody, you know, I'd sneak out there and I try to talk to anybody. I couldn't understand their language. They had their own language. It what sounded, did it sound like? It sounded like. Huh. Here's the thing. So I went looking for treasure, right? Because I gathered from the way the, these uh, creatures were talking that there must be treasure to be had. They seemed very excited about certain things. One time I saw the human dig up a bag of money and I thought, okay, there's treasure here. This was weird. I'd never seen this before. And it goes against my principles as an underwater treasure hunter. I'd see like a gift tied to a balloon floating in the sky. I'd shoot that down with my trusty slingshot. And then when I'd open it up, it would be like a household item. Wait, so I'm, I'm trying to figure out exactly what you're talking about, because at first I thought it was an island of Dr. Moreau thing. And now then I thought it was an Animal Crossing thing. What's Animal Crossing? Animal Crossing is uh, it's a video game that uh, I, I believe uh, David Geffen might have, actually. Um, Why do you believe that? Because he's rich, and I think that, don't the think don't rich, rich people, people just think, buy they just they buy, buy one, one of, of everything? everything. <laughs> you think Animal Crossing is is just for the rich? If I were rich, I would buy one of everything that was on Earth. No matter what, no matter what it you was. Just have a, yeah. You just have a guy that just buys you one of everything. Yep. So then even within a game system, he buys one of every game. Were you playing a video game while you were on this boat at all? Scott, I've never played a video game in my life. What? The first video game I ever saw was Tank Battle on the original Atari. And I thought, this is an instrument of war. And that goes against my principles. I mean, that's what the movie War Games was basically based on. That's why I wouldn't see it. All I care about is being kind to my fellow human beings and treasure. I never wow. finished that movie because when it said, do you want to play a game? I said, no, thank you. And I turned it off. You just turned off the movie. I turned off the movie. I was like, you think I, every I'm, here character... to watch a, I'm here to watch a movie. I'm not here to play a game. Do you think every character in every movie is talking to you and asking <laughs> you questions? No, I, no, no, no. They're interacting with all of the characters, inclusive of myself. Hmm. So when Humphrey Bogart says we'll always have Paris and Casablanca, he's including you and yeah. Ingrid Bergman. But when he says play it again, Sam, I know he's talking to Sam. Because he only says Sam. He's, so he's anytime, directing there's, that to Sam. anytime there's a first person address in a movie and the name is not specified, it could include you. And 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 I'm using, you know, the information at hand to decide whether or not I should respond. And I frequently do. What about when that guy in, in Annie Hall uh, it, it keeps calling Woody Allen Max? Were you confused by that? Did you think he was talking to you as well? When he keeps calling, no, because my name isn't Max. But uh, Woody Max Allen's Lucas? name isn't Max either. Yeah, nobody's name is Max in the movie. In the movie? Yes, in the movie. What do you think we're talking about? The video game? The Have movie Annie the Hall. Video game is there an Annie, Annie Hall, Hall video game? The, the novelization? Annie Hall is so... You spend... 40 minutes just playing squash, just playing squash <laughs> with Tony Roberts. That's like, that's it. You play, it sounds like a good video game. You play so much squash and tennis in the Annie Hall video game. I couldn't get past the lobster level. <laughs> right. 
uh, she is a social media expert. That's very exciting. A lot of social media happening right now. A lot of somber uh, videos happening on Instagram with people uh, singing shakily. Uh, perhaps she can talk to us about that. Uh, please welcome to the show Francesca Bolognese. Hi, Scott. Thank you so much for having me here. It's our pleasure. It's uh, great to meet you, Francesca, albeit not in person. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my name is uh, Francesca Bolognese. Oh, yeah, I covered um, that. Yeah, so I'm not a uh, I'm not a social media expert, but I comment. I get hired by big companies to respond to comments on social media. Well, okay, so you're you're not an expert in social media. Uh, I mean, I guess I am, but I'm not going to talk about that. I don't. I'm Wait, you are an expert tips. in social media. <laughs> I am, yes. Why not give us tips? Okay, before we get no to the tips. other thing, I don't want let's to give get, tips. I want to hear tips about social media. No, How do I? Not why I'm here. Well, I don't care Francesca, if you're not here for it, Francesca. I don't. I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, only because this is the first time we're meeting, and I yeah. am. I'm not on any social media. I don't have uh. Facebook or Instagram, or so. I'm wondering for me, someone who's not on social media, do you have any tips? about social media great question thank you jason okay um no because that's not why i'm here Uh, i know look i know you're not here for it but we want to hear just give us and we'll get to your thing don't you worry about that what's tiktok (laughs) i don't know i've never done tiktok any tiktok tips so two minutes later (laughs) tiktok tips my tip for TikTok is uh, don't go on TikTok. It's a stupid shit. Now, are you saying dick doc? Because that is something very different that I do know about. No, yeah, dick, the dick doc, doc. I yeah. like. Uh, you put up your dick and then you take a doc. <laughs> wait, I thought okay, I think you're like, talking about two different things. I th- you wait, are you saying tunnels and stuff? You're like, oh, are you talking about the with video the game Dig Dug? Yeah, is that what we're talking about, <laughs> guys? Brock, uh, you are you are a gamer. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> okay, but this is not why I'm here. I'm well, Francesca, it's great. It's great, or any of great to shit. talk to you. Great to talk to you, Francesca. Thanks so much for coming no, on the show. I'm not going away. Because <laughs> I want, I want oh, to right. join social media. Now that I'm quarantined and I have nothing to do, part of me is like, oh, maybe I'll join Instagram and sure. Twitter. Maybe now is my time. I just don't know any tips for yeah, how do you, to do it. What about passwords? What are your tips on passwords? So, Okay, no, <laughs> no. Or, pro- or profile pics. That's not what my tip for password. You take one uh, ex-boyfriend's name, you cut in half. Then you put another ex-boyfriend's name, you cut in half, and then you put your favorite number exclamation point sixty nine. <laughs> This is okay. great because then you can think about all your exes over something, and over again. Something 69ing me, each other. Something tells me that is very truthful in terms of creating a password. <laughs> yes. There's, and I would be the, very interested to try to crack into your the spe- computer the specificity now. Of using that what I know is, about you, which is nothing. <laughs> Even though okay. we've just met. Is but there this anecdote? is not why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... What I do is uh, some company <laughs> like uh, Bed Bath and Beyond. Sure, okay? Triple B. They hire me. Is somebody comment on a Bed Bath and Beyond Facebook? Do you or... think the Beyond in Bed Bath and Beyond is the Great Beyond? 
I mean, uh, is, if Eddie Money ever shopped there. That's what I'm asking. Like, it so made me think of it. Then what happened is. <laughs> <laughs> then what happened is. Yeah. I, somebody said, let's say uh, Diane. Some Princess, name, like, like Princess Diana? Diana? She come No. She, she's dead. <laughs> Princess Diana, I believe, what? passed on. I think I think she never had the opportunity <laughs> no. to have a Facebook page. That's not what we're talking about. Okay, okay. So, so then... She was a fucking smoke show, though, right? <laughs> I guess. So then, Absolute uh, I smoke. Bar, Barstool would have went apeshit for Princess <laughs> Di. <laughs> I responded... Let's say Diane comments something like, uh, but I got my comforter at Bed Bed and Beyond... I find a bunch of hair in a comforter. I want to send it back. Then I go on there. I comment, okay, Diane, you want to return a comforter because of the hair? Because of you? A piece of shit? You need to go take your Prius and go drive off a bridge, okay? Whoa. Okay. So it seems... That is what my job is. Okay? You, and, That's what I'm who, here to talk about. So who's paying so you, Bed Bath & Beyond or Diane? I never hear you to troll people who are commenting negatively about them online. Exactly. But I respond under Bed Bath & Beyond account. So oh. let me, me. I just had a quick <laughs> specific question about that. Is, is Bed Bath & Beyond selling comforters that are full of hair? I'm just saying that as an example, okay? It sounds like a very specific example that you and may have experienced. I'll give, give you another example. Because I'm just doing a quick search right now, and I am seeing that Bed Bath & Beyond was found to have quite a lot of just animal hair inside of their comforters. Okay, well, i give you another example. Let's say some company like, I don't know, Bed Bath & Beyond hire me. And somebody comment on the account, you know, on the Twitter, and they say, uh, I just got the new uh, bunch of pillows from Bed Bath & Beyond. I open up the pillow, and inside is a bunch of hairs. <laughs> <laughs> I comment, I comment, okay, Brad. <laughs> So sorry about the hairs. Maybe okay. you should. So you apologize. So you do apologize. Maybe you should take your skateboard and go drive into traffic. Huh. And this you, makes you a social media expert? No, that's just something that she is on the side. I'm not a social media expert. That's not why I'm here. You claim to be one. I am. I know that's the issue with you and your team because I do not say that. <laughs> yes, I yes I introduced you as such, but after no. I introduced you, you claim to be one as well. No, I said I said I guess I am one, but well. I'm not exactly one. <laughs> so it sounds like it sounds. Well, I think I think I see the problem here. It sounds like you're a social media expert, but you don't want to seem as though you're bragging. You're trying to be humble about it, and you are, but you don't want to be out here just shouting it. I mean, what I do is so much more important than just being an expert at social media. I go in there. I say, let's say it's a Bed Bath & Beyond, okay? Let me, can I, just, <laughs> let's just, just Only because we're talking about Bed Bath & Beyond again. How let's many say, How many of these products that you're referring to have hair as the complaint? I say, 
95, 98% of it. Oh, percent. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I say. Oh, Scott, you thought she might have meant 95 out of 100. Total. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if David Geffen buys one of everything sure. at Bed Bath and Beyond, 95 is a small, minuscule uh, amount. But Let's we're say just... we're on uh, LinkedIn. Okay, LinkedIn. Okay. And somebody comment on the Bed Bath and Beyond page. <laughs> Is on there LinkedIn. A, okay, on LinkedIn. Because is LinkedIn trying to is LinkedIn I don't know how LinkedIn works. Is LinkedIn trying isn't that like a job posting? Wait, I yeah. gotta see where she's going with this. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Let's say that this it's a the best and beyond uh page on LinkedIn and <laughs> you go on the page and you you somebody comment on the page oh I was at the Nothing beyond. My name is Jessica, and I bought I bought the blender, and I opened up the blender, and inside I find a bunch of hairs. And so, what do you say in a situation like that? If someone says that, how do you even react to that? I'm like, okay, Jessica. I'm so sorry that you go to Blender and you find all hairs. <laughs> I'm so sorry for you. What hard, what hard day you must have to find all the hairs. <laughs> Why don't you take your scooter and go driving into the ocean where you go get killed by a shark. Oh, wow. Wow. So it's not just the driving into the ocean and drowning. There are sharks. Fra- Francesca, do you have to research what vehicle all of these people own before the specific message that you leave to them? It's not very hard. It's in their profile picture. Oh, it's always in a profile picture? <laughs> Every time. <laughs> wow. A lot I'm- of people, they go to Bed Bath & Beyond, let's say, for example, they always have them driving in their car. I would imagine, yeah, I mean, Brock, your profile picture has a big boat on it. Of course it does. <laughs> and But I'm in the water in front of the boat. You are? Oh, I couldn't tell. I'm holding up some doubloons and giving a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> now, Francesca, you saying that you know this about profile pictures demonstrates a decent amount of social media knowledge. Uh, that's sure. n- not why I'm here today. That's oh. not what this is. Is not some kind of seminar for you guys to take all this information. Okay, that's not why I'm here. Right. I am here because... Why are you here? Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't seem like you have a purpose yet. You're just telling us what you do. (laughs) Okay, why I'm here is that if you want to go to some place that like, let's say, for example, (laughs) Bed Bath & Beyond. Sure. Let's say that if you want to go to there, okay, Fine, go. I'm not stopping you. But why? <laughs> why do you got to go online afterward and say, oh, I opened up my box of frames and inside the frames, in between the glass, was all these pairs. All I'm saying is, don't, why, why? Don't do it. Why you got to be so angry? Megan, well, why I mean, are you if, so if, angry, Todd? If Megan and Todd didn't do this, you would be out of a job, though. I mean, you could look at it that way. You know, 
No, I'll never be done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Number seven. Oh, ah, so good. Fun, funny number seven. Uh, after that in the show, um, Carl Tart comes on as Roland Gift, the uh, lead singer of Fine Young Cannibals. <laughs> right. And uh, Ego comes on as Dairy Queen. So, uh, Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you can yeah. hear uh, that episode in full if you go backwards through the canon. All right. But let's go forwards into a commercial right now. Let's take a break. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to we're gonna listen to episode six. There, that can't be true. Is it it's true? It's entirely true. Shit. Okay. I can't even wait. Let's just do it. Let's go to the break right now. All right. All right. See ya. Remember the first time you learned how to ride a bicycle? Just taking your feet off of the ground and putting them on those pedals and oh no, nothing's holding you up except your own sense of balance. Oh gosh, the nostalgia for something like that. Well, you know what? You can experience it again this spring. Get out there, enjoy the weather, and recapture the magic of riding a bike with electric e-bike. That's right, they have an amazing variety of models built for riders of all abilities, including mine, poor. Uh, it's never been easier to fall in love with riding again. Go to electricebikes.com to discover e-bikes that start at just $799. With the XP Lite, anyone can ride with a variety of models designed to be a better mode of transportation. There's the zippy and affordable XP Lite, a great start to any e-bike journey. And we also have the Expedition. That's right, the, the letter X and then Pedition, a sturdy and versatile cargo e-bike that can hold up to 450 pounds. You know what? Electric e-bikes, they gave my good friend Paul F. Tompkins one of these things. He loves it. He's tootling around every day on it. Ring, ring. Hello. Hello, everyone. It's improved his social life. He used to be a hermit. He used to be sort of a, a Scrooge-like miser character. And now he's out there on that electric e-bike saying hello to the entire community. And you can too. Go full throttle into spring with electric e-bikes, the number one selling e-bikes in the nation. Get your adventure started at electricebikes.com. Please, please, please mention the Comedy Bang Bang the podcast sent you in the post-checkout survey. That is electric, L-E-C-T-R-I-C, and then ebikes.com. That's how you get there. Okay, bye! <laughs> Comedy Bang Bang, we're back here. What a break that was! Oh, an amazing break. Amazing how, how sweet the sound that saved the wretch like me. Stop being so hard on yourself, bro. A wretch. Yeah. Boy, people did not think highly of themselves back in there was Jesus' no si time. There was no such thing as self-esteem. There really wasn't. And now we have too much of hey, it. Hey, if thine eye offends thee, pluck it out. Was that the only solution? <laughs> take a break. Go on vacation. Take a break. Take a break. Take a break. What is that? And Kevin. It's Hamilton. <laughs> oh. It's all Hamilton. It's all Hamilton to me. Hey, this is all Hamilton to me. Hey. What am I, Zach Galifianakis? <laughs> a Greek? To me? By the way, I'm fluent in Greek. Um, <laughs> what? I used to say, I, I would say... It's all Greek to me. By the way, I'm fluent in uh, Greek. I used to say. Who would you say this to? Uh, I don't know. Um, friends. Lovers. Acquaintances. The friends? <laughs> the, all of the friends. Matt Perry. Courtney Cox. The Lisa rest. Kudrow. <laughs> Lisa Kudrow and I did work together one day. We did uh, promos for the MTV Movie Awards. Wow. Brian Posehn and Lisa Kudrow and I, uh, where Brian and I were two nerds who were much like uh, yeah. the Star Wars Phantom Menace at the time. 
were camped out outside of the MTV Movie Awards uh, trying to get in. And uh, we then bothered her as she arrived for rehearsal or something like that. And uh, it was very fun improvising with her, and she was great and very nice. Was she a groundling? She was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I've never seen her since. Um, but uh, we... It was one of those oh, things... Oh, yeah, she disappeared. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's one of those things, you know how when you're hired on a show, sometimes there is a hierarchy where it's like the people in charge of the show or the main stars... There's a distance between you, not necessarily like they're mean or anything, but it's like you're not one of them. So right, you have somewhere else to sit and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was one of those situations where it was like she was a groundling. Brian and I were on Mr. Show and she just like, even though she's one of the most famous people in the world at the yeah. time, she just accepted us as a peer and was mm-hmm. like, hey, come back to my trailer. And we just hung out in her trailer and all sorts That's of things. That's very great. nice. Yeah. Very nice person. I really enjoyed it. And I mean, what happened there? Well, that's where the story gets good. (laughs) We're going to take a break. Okay. (laughs) And listen to a clip. (laughs) Oh, daddy. (laughs) We went back to the trailer and listened to clips. (laughs) All right. All right. Let's get to it. This is, you guys voted on it. This is your episode six. (laughs) Number six. You always say you guys voted on it like it's a fucking... (laughs) Hey, my answer time. Hey, look, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> oh, if, if it was up to me, it would be a lot different. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, this is episode six, of course. Comedy Bang Bang, episode 677 from October 12th. Just October mere, 12th. a mere two weeks after the Come Play episode. Right, but Halloween is still coming up, so. Sure, yeah, a mere be, 50 weeks away. This will be from what? You said it was when? Oh, wait, no, it's October 12th. You're right. No, this is... Two weeks earlier than uh, than the Come Play episode. So it's October 12th, before Halloween. Sure. But it's Halloween month, so spooky things happen. So all month long. All month long. It's spooky season. Sure, of course. It's spooky season. Unfortunately, that does not play into this, so I don't believe you'll have any mm. kind of uh, I bet I, I bet I can make it work. All right. Let's see. Uh, Tim Gunn style. Um, this is episode 677. This is called The Calvin's Family Telethon Extravaganza. Okay. Do you know what uh, I'm talking about here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not it, a fan? It's the Calvin's <laughs> It's the Calvin's triplets, first of all. That's which right. Which is, uh, 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 t- t- don't tell me. Let me get the names out. Uh, uh, it's, uh, Taryn Killam. Yes. Uh, who people will remember from Saturday Night Live was on that show for a good four years. Uh, and then, uh, that, uh, show Single Parents, I believe. Oh yeah. Single Parents. Yeah. Yes. And then, um, his SNL, uh, compatriot that he was on, uh, a few seasons with Paul Britton. And is, then, yes. Is, from, from the, from Great Britain. Yeah. Well, and then, um, <laughs> he's great. Him, you and know, his name is Britain. You know him from I, Great Britain. And then uh, Ryan Gall. From the Julian Dollar Properties. He was added to the cast. He was and, added, and yes. And the last OG. He um, originally, uh, Taryn and Paul wanted to do an episode together. So several years ago and several studios ago, um, we did an episode where uh, right before we started, uh, Paul and Taryn said, so what do you want to do? And um, I, th- I think it was Paul. Paul said the famous phrase, Something with horses. Something with horses. Or he said, what about we're promoters of horse boxing? I think is what. Oh, that's way more Maybe a little more specific. Maybe he just said something with horses. I don't remember. And we improvised it the entire time. But uh, one of the best episodes, uh, I think, of the show. Episode. uh, 
It's a Grepisode, and they've been back sporadically. We haven't wanted to do it too much, but they've been back sporadically to come back as the Calvin's twins. Uh, Beaver Hopox and Chico Hands are their names, but they're the Calvin's twins. And then Ryan Gall got added as uh, 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 Bisbee St. Hancock, who is one of the Calvin's triplets. We found out they had a long-lost brother. So we've done we've done those episodes a few times, and they have a— um, the first episode they did, they riffed— that they had a horse fighting ranch, and the name of it was the Calvin's Twins uh, Horse Fighting Ranch and Bee Honey Farm, I believe. <laughs> and we, for some reason, <laughs> you forgot all about. We the have bee honey. never talked about the bee honey part of it, <laughs> and my mind has never gone to asking questions what? about the bee honey. Bee honey, yeah, that's the only kind there is, I know, right? I know. It started to make me feel crazy, <laughs> right? Like, no, there's that's the only way we get honey, right? But for I don't know why I've never asked about the bee honey and <laughs> and with this one just like all the other episodes we had nothing planned and we just started talking and somehow we fell into talking about the bee honey which turns into a major major thing and this this one takes all sorts of twists and turns um let's listen to it this is your episode 6 number 6 so um, maybe we could just sort of brainstorm solutions for your situation because uh, I, I, quite frankly, I don't know how you're going to get because w- what's the the level you need to be under two hundred and fifty million, million tons? Million yeah, and you and you have seven hundred and fifty trillion tons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're way over. And it's, why? It's, why did you make so much? It's taffy season. We we just do it. We we just put it on autopilot. And <laughs> those we, taffy we plants were blooming this year, Scott. <laughs> sure, but it seems like you could maybe make it to order, especially in a year where a lot of people don't have a bunch of disposable income, and we're waiting for. Well, then for, what do you do if you have a family pull up and they want some taffy? Just on maybe they're on their way as an impulse buy to go to the lake or something. And exactly. It's a, yeah. It's, and and if you have to look at a family in the eye and say we don't have any right, taffy right now, we're gonna have to make it. What flavor do you want? That's a little uh, nightmare. So so you guys, I think that you could split the difference between seven hundred and fifty trillion tons and and mm-hmm. being out if one family ever comes by the taffy farm. I, it seems like there's a middle ground there. I'll admit it, Scully. We, we were arrogant. We thought in this mm. time, in this time of of pay, of a once in human history, global pandemic, people are going to be sitting at home. People are going to be needing to fill the hours. And what better way to fill an idle hour than with some taffy? Well, guys, I don't know how that you're going to sell this much taffy. I mean, of course you could burn the taffy. Of course you could uh, put it in a landfill. But the the agreement with the taffy god obviously states that it needs to be sold. It needs to be purchased. Well, we were hoping yeah. you could help us with I, that, Scott. Like maybe we oh. could, maybe we could start a, a comedy bang bang telethon right now. Oh, have sure, people yeah. Call in. Yeah, we could have people call in. We could have uh, uh, you guys doing uh, sort of variety acts and stuff like that. So yeah, why don't we uh, uh, start it off here? It'll be sort of like the Jerry Lewis telethon, which is something that uh, I used to watch as a child, which would go uh, oh, yeah. uh, all night uh, for f- uh, seventy two hours, and Jerry would stay awake. Uh, of course, we don't have that kind of time. If we can stay awake for the next, say, half hour or so, we could do one right now. All right. I'm willing to try. <laughs> do, do you need to take some caffeine pills or anything like that? I could do my I could do my stand up. Yeah, this this sounds great. So uh, uh, why don't we start it now? 
This is, is, does it have a special title? Probably the Calvin's Family Bee Honey Taffy Farm and Horse Rotten uh, Ranch Taffy Taffy God uh, Taffy God Stopping Flip Flopping Fab Fiving Staying Aliving Adad Dazim Sizing Colt 45 and Hullabaloo Telethon Extravaganza. So. I, if I have this right, it's the Calvin's Family Bee Honey Taffy Farm and Horse Fighting Ranch, Taffy God Stopping, Flip Flopping, Fab Fiving, Staying Alive, and Adele Dazeem Sizing, Colt 45, Hullabaloo, and I think I missed the last part of it. <laughs> Hullabaloo. Tele- telethon Extravaganza. Telethon Extravaganza. All right. Uh, do we have a, a theme song for this? Yep. Diddle it. Welcome to the telethon. Um, Why does it have a title if you're not going to say it? Oh, sure. Welcome to the Calvin's family bee honey taffy farming horse fighting ranch taffy demon stopping flip flopping fab five and staying alive in a Daryl Dazeem sizing Colt 45 and hullabaloo telethon extravaganza. Why don't you go ahead? Oh, oh sorry. no, you're falling. Oh. Why don't you go ahead and uh, call the number that, that, that I'm sure Scott is going to gladly provide. Uh, <sighs> you, you, the, the telephone is just starting. A, a chat to one of, our, uh, one of our phone operators and make a sizable uh, purchase of Calvin's family. Never! Never! Wake up! <clears throat> Wake up, Make Never. a sizable purchase of Calvin's family, Taffy. Uh, to, to, it's a great holiday gift, and and you know what they say? It's not bad. It's good. It's good. <laughs> That's right. Call us here at one eight hundred zero eight hundred zero zero, and you can talk to one of the Calvin triplets here. So, oh, it looks like we're getting a call here. Uh, line one, you're on the line. Hey, hey guys. Hey, uh, a big fan of your stuff. Uh, sorry to Thank hear about so the much. whole demon situation, but uh, just just really would love to make a make a purchase for my family. Uh, great. Uh, may may we have your name? Sure. Yeah, my name is uh Dylan Dylan Peacher, and uh, I'm actually a repeat uh, 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 purchaser of Calvin's oh. Family Taffy, uh, best taffy in the world, if you ask me. And welcome uh, home. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Bisbee. Um, yeah. So I would love. I'm going to use them as holiday gifts this year, and I cannot highly recommend it enough. And I would. Uh, love- so, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, moment. Uh, just yes, a moment. Know? What? Which holiday? Is it a holiday gift? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna use them for Secretary's Day. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, when, is it, when is that usually? That's uh. I think we call them assistants now. I'm sorry, I misspoke. Uh, uh, Secretariat's Day. Oh, um, okay. The anniversary actually, found, of him winning. Correct. So I found the Calvin's family through the horse fighting initially. Oh. Um And got season tickets. Uh, the the kept that going on ever since what is horse fighting season it seems like you guys do it year round year round yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. so you're there every day (laughs) yeah 365 Mm -hmm. you know it 365 (laughs) except for except for halloween when they when they shut down for that day just to see all the horse birth um 
And well, I uh, thought they were watching The Walking Dead that day. That's that's what I meant. That's what I meant. I misspoke. I misspoke. Uh, <laughs> if you've ever seen a horse birth, it's about as gory as those zombies, Scott. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. Oh, the yeah. Um, so um, yeah. So obviously, Walking Dead Day, we get off. I spend that with my family. Um, but yeah, I would love to order. I'd love to order five tins of taffy, please. Five, five tins. tins. Okay, how many pieces does that Three. end up being? How many tons? How many tons is a tin? A tin. A Did tin. you say tins or tons? I by said the way. tins, five tins. But <laughs> okay. well, we have a we have three different yeah. sizes of tins. We have That's small, right. the small, have, which is just uh, twelve pieces. Yep, and we have the large, large, and, which is twenty five pieces, mm-hmm. and then we have uh, the big, the big old tin. Yeah, that's the one I mean. So a big old tin is a trillion tons of taffy. <laughs> yep. Whoa, okay. So you want the trillion tons? So I'll take it. Guys, if you if you can make this sale, All then right. you only have seven hundred and forty nine right. trillion tons left to go, minus two hundred and fifty million tons. I guess. Are you okay with a, one a, to, a yeah. mix of flavors? Yeah, I'll take the variety pack. Uh, no pork chop flavor, please, though. Oh Uh-oh. shit! Uh, <laughs> oh. Ooh. Oh, Do you have yeah. enough for a trillion tons of? Mm-hmm. I think I think all about, but about like twenty to thirty pieces of pork chop flavor. <laughs> oh no! Can, can I can I ask you, Dylan? What, yeah, what's going what, on? Uh, what's your problem with the with the pork chop flavor? Well, uh, I just um, I just don't Is care it, for it. Did you have? Because if you had last year's last yeah, season's pork that's chop, the first this, time I tried it, yeah. this season's very different. You might was there a problem to, last year with the pork chop flavor? Well, yeah, it went bad. Okay, so the it was meat. like rancid meat flavored. It felt taffy? like there were actual little pieces of pork chop in the peas, and those they went rancid, but they also solidified. So it was like chewing on taffy, <laughs> taffy filled what? with rocks. Why do you like their taffy if you had this kind of experience? <laughs> I think it's tradition. I love the tradition. It makes me feel uh, sentimental yeah. for early days at the at the horse fight. I mean, it's a tradition because you're there every day but Halloween, Walking Dead Day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay, so uh, can we interest you in this year's flavor of yeah, the pork this chop year, flavor? This, this is a, more of a uh, a dry rub pork, pork chop flavored, mm. and there's no mm-hmm. chip. Last season we had uh, pork chips. And this season, it mixed mm. in. This season is just a puree. Mm. It's a puree. I think it's it much was. smoother, much smoother texture. Let no chunks. Can I ask this? Can I ask this? Can you messenger me one piece of the current pork chop? I'll try oh. it, and if I like it, I'll call back with the order. Where oh. Where are you right now? I am in Missouri. Son of a bitch! Huh. Do you have a horse fast enough? Go! <laughs> <laughs> Stop. All right, it's on its way. Hopefully, it'll get there to you. Oh, look. Okay, no, the door. That, oh, that, that, somebody's at the door. Sorry. You're hearing okay. a hoof knock yes. at the door. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. All right. I'm just going to uh, unwrap this little piece of taffy here. And oh, you wrap it in paper. Man, I hope you oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah, you have to click the user agreement. Okay, here we go. What magazine did you get? Um, let's see. What is this? Um, oh, I got a highlights, a children's oh. highlights from 1972. Oh, okay. that. that's fun. I already see a couple things wrong <laughs> between these two pictures. Um, all right, I'm going to try <laughs> the taffy now. Yeah, don't get wrapped up in that. Try the taffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before you mm. get to the puzzles in the back. Mm. 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 
How's it? Yeah, you keep saying mm-hmm. it, it sounds like you're. We don't have the full hour to to savor this taffy. Oh really? Right? Oh no. Yeah, you're gonna have to make your decision right now. Oh, but that's how I consume Calvin's family taffy. <laughs> sure, we all do. We all do. But uh, if I could get a preliminary. In in his defense, we do promote taking taking mm. the time with the taffy. Sure, of course. Yeah, reading I, the magazine, mm. getting the full taffy experience. You guys, <laughs> you guys, I've come to a decision. Okay. I'm not going to continue with my order. <gasps> I am going to order 749 trillion. 700. Sure. And 49 trillion. For, 700 and. 700 and. and 51, 51 million. 51 million tons. Whoa, guys. That'll and put you. Oh. 999,999 pieces. Oh, my God. Oh my That's God. amazing. That'll put you right over the edge. Uh, uh, what was no, your name again? Was it was under d- the edge. Just under, I think. What, what was your name again, <laughs> yeah. sir? It was, my uh, name is Dylan Preaches. Dylan Preaches. You, you're not looking too good, I have to say. You're sweating and uh-huh. you're, uh, mm. you, uh, you've turned a, a, a strange <laughs> color of... Uh, uh-oh. Oh, yeah, I feel hot. I can't taste the taffy anymore. This will happen. I can't smell the taffy either. Oh, no. I think he's got the COVID-38. Oh, no. Did you infect your taffy with COVID-38? Not, not, on, not purpose. on purpose. Not, not on purpose, purpose. sure, not on but no purpose. one does it on purpose. Bound to happen. Bound to happen. All that, all that COVID-38 floating around. Oh, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to be all right, sir? Uh-huh. Oh, he's oh. coughing like a horse. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! I gotta go. Uh, bye, guys. Be sure to send all that taffy. Yeah, we'll send it. I don't think I. I. Oh dear! Oh, you gotta feel bad. Gotta he feel hung bad up before. He hung up before canceling his order, so I'm not quite sure we, we, where that leaves us. The card. The card cleared. Well. I thought he said send the taffy. <laughs> he did no? say send send the taffy, but it also has made him sick and possibly dying, which I don't know whether it's Hey you gotta get it out there. That's fast. our other that's our other taffy catchphrase. Hey, it might make you sick, but it's worth it. Uh-huh. Can mm-hmm. you can you check just to make sure he hasn't put a stop payment there on the uh... Let me just look. No, there is a note in the account. What's it, what's it note say? It's Hold on, I'm pulling it up, Chico. Right. Come on, hey, come on, Chico. Let's, uh, you know. Here we go. I know you're impatient, Chico. You're the most yeah. impatient of the triplets, are you not? That's, yeah, I'm fine with that label. Sure, <laughs> a little bit impatient. What's the dang note say? Send the order as fast as possible. Uh-huh. But make sure when you send it, I'm still alive. Wait okay. A so we should. Did, we need to make sure that he's still how alive. Even, how did he even get this note into this account? Yeah, I'm not quite sure. Well, you we can do a, re- a credit card purchase note. He sent a credit card purchase note. We can do a reverse trace on the call and call him back. So uh, let me. Let, star sixty nine. Yeah, star sixty nine. And here we go. Beep, boop, boop. Bring, bring. Hello. 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 This. Who's this? Hey. hey. Hello. This is uh, the telethon. You just called into the telethon. How did you get this number? This this might be one of those fake answering machine messages. <laughs> it's perfectly anticipating uh, what you're saying. I don't know. I'll have to ask my wife. Uh-huh. This is, what, this uh-huh. is a fake answer. Wait, wait, wait. Machine. Sorry. Go back and repeat that. We are from the telethon. You just called in. Uh-huh. 
So uh-huh. should we send the taffy? Yeah, but, 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 but can I ask a question? Sure. Why is sure. this happening? Should, do we send the taffy or not? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You bought it. You said you want to buy it. Unless wow, you're dead. Well, that's something. Hey, guys, I'm just kidding. It's Dylan Creatures to reach my answering machine. Oh, no. Hey, yeah, Dylan Creatures. Uh, I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Wait. Oh. Hey, Dylan. Hey, are you dead? Dylan, Dylan, hey, this is the Calvin's triplets. Uh, we're just making sure that you enjoyed the pork chop taffy. You survived the ingestion of it, and you still want this seven hundred and forty-nine trillion seven hundred and forty-nine uh, million nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine pieces of taffy. Call us back at one 800 0 and uh let us know. Yeah, ask him if he wants ask Take him care. if he wants a uh oh, yeah. a coupon code. Coupon and do you want to enter a coupon code? No, you don't want the coupon back. code. Bye. Don't make <laughs> By the way, that's that is eight hundred zeros. We want to make sure people maybe that's why we're not getting a lot of calls. It's eight hundred zeros in a row, not one eight hundred. Um, shouldn't have told him about that coupon code. Oh, wait, we're getting a call. We're getting a call. Hello. You're on the telethon. Guys, it's Dylan. I'm fine. I'm completely fine. So we can ship that out to you right now? Please ship it to me. I do want to inquire about this coupon code. Oh, shit. No. damn it. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, listen, I I feel as a, as a longtime loyal buyer, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of entitled to using a coupon code, quite Uh frankly. I think the one October will actually. October, great. I'll use that one. Jeez! Oh, no! no. Oh, it's gonna drag. Double drag. It's gonna make this order free, and oh, your boy. next six orders are gonna be free as well. Oh, you gosh. are responsible for shipping, um, so I will have to take your card down. For- Chico, is there any kind of shipping clause? Can you? Can, what if you charged uh, him for a lot for the shipping, uh, more so than it would actually take to buy the stuff? Would that get? Is there some sort of workaround there? Oh, that's Chico? interesting. I- I like that idea. I like that because this Dylan guy doesn't seem too smart. I feel like we could pull a fast one on him. This is Dylan. I'm still on the line. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. What's up, Dylan? Wait a minute. Is this another one of his fake? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Yeah, sure. Put the order through. of a hornet. (laughs) I said it already. Uh-huh. Damn. You bet. How did this Hold happen on. to us Repeat again? How's he we doing that? When hey, guys, I'm killing it. Still in preachers. He's making outgoing calls. Call. I'd like to know who you're voting for this presidential election. It's if you're voting for Biden, Harris, please press one. If you're voting for Trump, press two. Have a marvelous day. How do you have a... He had the coupon code on his robot. Ah. Number six. Mm-hmm. So good that... um. Of course, the the phone calls continue. That that's something that I just threw out there, and Taryn picked up on and does. And of course, he immediately does it perfectly. Like those fake uh, fake answering machine. Uh, uh, I mean, they're not fake. They are answering machine messages that are fake. Uh, you think that you've called the real person? Yeah. You know. Yeah. And of course, once I brought that up, of like. Is this just one of those answering machines that he's pretending? He of course goes immediately into uh huh. Uh-huh. Like he's he's so good at do at like really one of the quickest guys around. So good. All three of those guys are are funny. They're um, funny. And uh a, a great uh addition to their canon. Um all right. 
We're going to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to crack the top five. We got to do it, guys. We can't We can't keep it uncracked. We have to crack it. That shell is calling to me. It is. All right. We'll be right back with your episode five after this. <laughs> this podcast, Comedy Bang Bang, is brought to you by Squarespace, oh, our old friends, and Spring. Man, it truly has sprung. No one can argue that. And uh, what do we know about spring? Spring is a time of fresh starts. That's right. Uh, You thought January was good for starting fresh? Uh, Spring's gotcha beat. Spring's about rebirth. And that could mean starting a new venture or switching things up on your website. Well, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device, integrated, optimized it, optimized it. (laughs) SEO tools. Allow your site to show up more often and grow the way you want. Plus make checkout easy for customers with easy to use payment tools, Accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. Selling content on your website? Well, add a paywall to sell memberships or courses or sell downloadable files. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and when you're ready to launch. And I know you're going to be. Go to squarespace.com bangbang to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Comedy Bang Bang, we're back here with Paul F. Tompkins. That's right. We're counting down your uh, top 16 episodes of the year of 2020. And I mentioned it before the break, and I couldn't even believe it was happening. But we are cracking the top five, Paul. You know what? You did mention it before the break. I couldn't believe it. You thought thought I was a filthy liar, right? Well, I wouldn't go that far. But I thought when we come back from the break, he's going to have a different story. (laughs) He'll have changed his tune. Yeah. Well, guess what? La, la, la. It's exactly the oh, same. Babe, big in the city. <laughs> what is it, babe? Big in oh, the it's city. not big in the city, but in in Babe, I remember in the, the in the trailer. Yes, that's right. He sings "La La La" in the trailer to Babe. Yes, he does. Whoa. He famously is referenced on the um, the uh, podcast Web Crawlers. Uh, oh. It's a it's a reference they often make, but that in the trailer for the original Babe. At one point, Babe is he's, he's just so happy to be a pig um, <laughs> that he sings, la, la, la. I don't remember that, but now I'm going to watch that. Yeah. The one thing in a trailer that no one remembers, I feel like Neil Mahoney and I used to talk about this, is uh, in there was a movie that Jonathan Lipnicki was in with a vampire. Oh, yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah. Not a real vampire. It was about a vampire. Oh, oh yeah, I didn't get that. <laughs> it was not like a it was not like a buddy cop movie and right. the actor happened to be a vampire. <laughs> like that Jay Leno Pat Morita film. <laughs> um so he the, the That's va- right, Pat Morita was vampire. <laughs> Maybe it was a kid vampire or something like that. I don't remember yeah, what it was. I sort of I feel like I can almost see the cover art yeah. of the VHS. But the the part of the trailer that I remember is the vampire says to Jonathan Lipnicki, <laughs> surprise, this is like their first meeting, and he goes you're alive. And Jonathan Lipnicki says, and I want to keep it that way, dude. <laughs> 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 so we used to say, I want to keep it that way, dude. <laughs> All the time. 
I want to keep it that way, dude. <laughs> I don't remember him having a little gravelly <laughs> voice, did he? Yeah, he did. I think he did, at least for that movie. I want to keep it that way, I dude. I want to keep it that way, dude. The human head, head is, weighs eight pounds. Wait, wait. had a really hard time saying that. out of me, you and What? That's my other impression of. I've, I, I swear we've talked about this on Threedom. But the, so, the guy in West Side Story who played uh, the malt shop owner or whatever. Yeah. Because oh, you did a different voice. I couldn't yeah. understand what you were saying. Why do you kill? Why do you kill? Why do you kill? All right. Let's crack that top five. This is the final episode Can we'll I be talking say, about. Hold on, on this a second, hold yeah. on a second. Yeah. You be the vampire and ask me the question. And I'll because I, I think this would be a better line. Okay. You're alive? All day. <laughs> Which I guess at night, he's a vampire, so that doesn't answer the question. Well, he's a vampire all day, but he's asleep during the day. Oh, that's true. Okay. But, but Lipnicki's not a vampire. No, Lipnicki's- He's is, alive and he wants to keep it that way, He dude. wants to keep that way, dude. <laughs> all right, let's do it. This is your episode five. <laughs> Number five. Okay, episode five. Is alive. Is alive. Five is alive. This is, uh, why are they rebooting Short Circuit? Does anyone care about Short to Circuit? To cast an actual Asian actor? <laughs> Agreed. Agreed, but- my point is, does the name, does the title Short Circuit I, mean yes. anything to anyone I, anymore? I, every once in a while they do that with a property or it's Just like- a new movie with cares? the same premise. Yeah. You don't have to pay for the license. Battleship. <laughs> uh, well, that's the Hasbro company trying to- Anyway, everyone wants to expand their IP. What are they trying to IP. do? They're trying to expand their IP. Why are you trying to expand your IP? <laughs> Um, all right, this is episode 649. Mm. This is right before the 650th episode. This is right in the middle of the 600s. This is April 6th. Hmm. Mm. And? And? <laughs> We're waiting. This is an episode called Goose Tycoon. <laughs> it sounds familiar. Yes. Okay, so who do we have? We have uh, John Gabris as intern Gino. Uh, Ego Wodum as Entre Pinur, who Ego. we heard uh, previously on, on the countdown. Up a lot. She's Rack, racking up she's a lot racking of spots on the CD. Uh, we have Carl Tart as O.J. Simpson. <laughs> you take care. Which I don't think we've ever talked about him on the countdown, but Carl uh, Carl came in, uh, I think, a year and a half or two years ago and said he wanted to do O.J. Simpson based on O.J.'s Twitter presence. Yes. <laughs> which is basically him. He had just joined Twitter and and... He would start every video going, hey, Twitter world. <laughs> and then he would end with, you take care. <laughs> and Carl just did that over and over. And and this was with Jimmy Pardo, I believe. Maybe it was on the countdown. I don't remember. But I made. I the, think it's been on the countdown before, I made the yeah. choice of not having kept up with OJ's career since, like, the, the late 80s. And right. so I don't know anything about him being a murderer. Oh, I thought that Carl stipulated that. No. He, he, I think he, maybe he just said, don't ever ask me about the murder right. or something. I can't right, remember. Right, right. Um, in any case, so those three are earlier than the clip we're going to hear, but the clip we're going to hear is our good friend, Drew Tarver, Drew Tarver, who we uh, also know from Bajillion Dollar Properties, where he played uh, the partner of Ryan Gall from the previous clip. That's coincidence? Right. Yes. Yes, it is a coincidence. <laughs> um, all right. So this is April 6th. So this was one of the first episodes that we did over Zoom. Um, and this it's when quarantine first started. Do you remember what everyone was uh, doing in the early days of quarantine? Washing their hands. <laughs> and they stopped. <laughs> <laughs> then we all realized, well, this is stupid. We're not Stop. going anywhere. Um, no, everyone was watching a little television yes, show called Tiger, Tiger King. King. I renounced Tiger King and all of his works. <laughs> so 
Uh, Drew really, I think everyone was saying maybe when Tiger King came out. That, immediately. That Tiger King was like a Drew Tarver character. Yes, immediately people were, I saw people messaging Drew. Yes. Like it was, it was unavoidable, yes. Drew is, he's from Georgia. Uh, we've met his parents at the Georgia uh, tour stop where he killed in front of his parents. Yes, which, is which was delightful. One of those rare things that only he and Neil Campbell have ever done, I believe. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's a Southern improviser, genius improviser, but everyone was saying, Tiger King is you. Yeah. So he decided to come on the show. He, I think he reached out to me and said, hey, can I come on and do a Tiger King type thing? And uh, this is what he came up with. It is so silly. Uh, let's hear it. This is your episode five. Number five. He is the subject of a recent documentary. Please welcome Roger Peculiar. Hello, hey, Roger. Hey, Scott. How are you doing? You doing all right? Doing good. It's a, you have a voice that, that naturally sounds like a Zoom freezing. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> So it's not going through very clear. No, can no, you we can hear now? you crystal clear. Just your voice sounds naturally like, like you know how when the sound elongates when a zoom freezes, you just you sound like that constantly. Yeah, I uh, sometimes I have uh, I I grew up next to a, a internet facility. And <laughs> what do you mean, uh, like a house brain, with with uh, my internet? Brain freezes. It's a facility. It's a public library. Oh, you grew up next to a library. Did you ever check yes, out a book yes. from there? Yeah, I went in there. I checked out a couple books. I got the Da Vinci Code from Dan Brown. How'd you like that one? I did not end up reading it, and I t- returned it 24 days later. 24? And, and how how long was the rental period? What do they call it? It was a quick read. It was just a two-day. It was a two-day. I've, I've borrowed so many things, they only give me a two-day leash at this point. So now- Do you have allergies? <laughs> a lot of people ask me that. That's just my accent. And my, my nose has gone to hell. Oh, okay. Roger, let's let's dig in deep to your uh, details here. You yeah. Are you from the South? <laughs> Obviously, you're from the South. Well, yeah, I'm from Georgia. You know, I've just figured it was a perfect time to promote my zoo documentary since Tiger King has become so popular. You have a, um, a, a zoo documentary. What? Yes, I'm here to promote my uh, zoo documentary, Goose Tycoon. <laughs> Goose Tycoon. <laughs> yes, you know how... Joe Exotic is a zookeeper for tigers, and I am one for geese um, and some ducks and some swans. Did you make um, this documentary as a parody of Tiger King? <laughs> because you're constantly relating it to Tiger King. I just want people to know where it's coming from. <laughs> okay. It sounds... You know, I, it's very popular. I'm actually pretty upset about it. Okay, so your uh, your documentary is not a reaction to Tiger King. No, I've had this documentary going already. Yeah. Okay. You know, I've so. I've seen it, Scott. I used to watch it with some friends. And you've in seen college. Goose Tycoon. I I, I I watched like the first I guess first forty fifty episodes. There's there's a lot, <laughs> but uh, there there it was fun. It was good. I like a lot of it. Are a these episodes? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that is a complaint from a lot of people <laughs> I'm pitching the documentary to that it is just a hundred consecutive episodes <laughs> of a small show. Are these quick bites? Well, I I wanted to pitch it to uh to Quibi, um, but I haven't been able to pitch it yet. There, I pitched it to uh to CBS All Access. Uh, sure. I pitched it to CISO 2. They made a um, sequel to CISO? Yeah. Yes. Everybody said, we're called Peacock. Oh, and I said, okay. Right. And I just kept uh, You're like, it's all, to always CISO to me. 
Because I always see something to me. I pitched it to Redfin TV. Red, the the home buying app? <laughs> yes, yes. Redfin TV. What you can, if you're looking for a mid price condominium, you can also see a little bit of content on that app now. <laughs> That's how I saw it. A guy I used to smoke dust with. Uh, used to be a PA at Redfin TV, so he had some uh, pitch materials, and that's how we watched it at a sleepover party. It was right, right. Wild. And my final pitch was to the iPhone app Wallet. Oh, that, yeah, the the thing that comes on iPhones that sort of organizes. Yes, apparently your- they they're going to keep your your uh, your credit cards, maybe a couple of boarding passes, and then a couple of episodes of TV in there now. Okay, right. So when anytime you open it up. Hey, I'd love an episode of television in my actual wallet. That would be great. Wouldn't that be great? Because you need something to do when you got you got your boarding pass out and you're waiting. You got your shoes off and you're waiting there to go through the damn scanner. And it's mm. like, I wish I could just watch a little something right here. It's mainly for when you put your briefcase through the TSA box until you walk to the other side. That's when it you should is, be putting your prime. you should be putting your phone in that TSA box. I think. <laughs> so this this show is for you to watch specifically while you're getting your body scanned at the TSA. Yes. <laughs> well, you have to. It, the problem with the wallet is and and but I want to I want to work with the wallet. You have to always ask for additional screening. So you so you can go oh, through okay. the thing where you can take your phone. OK. OK. So you, yeah. that's going to be. So so it's there to waste time when you are asking for additional time. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. It's a very specific um, time period that that you want people to watch your show. Well, I no, I'm not I don't work for Wallet. I just want to be on that there. Right. Um, okay. Is all yeah. I'm saying. And did they did any of these places buy your pitch? No. Nobody. Everybody said no. This sounds like a parody of another documentary. <laughs> so, take take us through. What is it? Goose tattoo? What was it? Goose tycoon. Tycoon. And my name is Roger Peculiar. <laughs> yes. Which also, by the way, if I if I gunned my head, I would say sounds as well like a parody of <laughs> the person from Tiger. So you're saying I ran all these words through a synonym generator? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Well, that, I, I'm a real person, Scott. That's not what happened, you know. Sure. But I, I, I am part of the uh, the goose, the big bird conservationist community. The um, the uh, this isn't related to Sesame Street. You mean? Uh, no, no. This isn't a synopolophagus. Large birds. Just very large, large birds. birds. Okay. Um, yeah, and, you know, unlike tigers, uh, which are more valuable when they're younger, geese are better when they're old. Oh, okay. (laughs) So I'm always on the lookout for old-ass geese. What do you mean by better? And what do you mean by I'm always on the lookout for? (laughs) Well, you know, a geriatric goose from the black market breeder can cost $40. Um, and I know a guy who will sell me one for 60 Capri Suns. So basically, uh, that, basically, uh, you, you want a goose when you got people watching your gooses. Um, you got paying customers there watching your gooses. Uh, pe- you want them to be old and docile, uh, so they are not attacking the people that are petting them, uh, and that you're holding them next to their head. So they. I'm can sorry, take a it's selfie. a petting zoo for old geese. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, we show them. You can pet them. And a lot of people keep telling me, uh, Wallet TV said, this is not as exciting as Tiger King. Um, it, it's it, Geese aren't exciting. Well, I don't, I don't even think it's just the geese. I mean, Tiger King seems to have a lot of, like, murders in it. And, and I mean, you're, you're definitely an oddball. Well, I have a I have a Carol Baskins. You have a Carol Baskins. <laughs> yes, her name's Angela Dumpson. <laughs> Angela Dumpson. I've had it with Angela Dumpson. She is my Carol Baskins. I would think it would be more like <laughs> Song Thirty One Flavors. <laughs> so see, you can't run a name through a synonym thing because it'll change it to businesses. But a Carol is exactly also what it's you- also a noun. <laughs> Right. Oh, I guess you yeah, meant Baskins. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, my enemy is Angela Dumpson. Dumpson. She's, like, she's a goose protector, and she's always saying, oh, oh, Roger, you can't keep geese. They need to fly south for the winter. And I said, not if you buy them little tiny coats. So have you killed anybody like uh, 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 in Tiger King? Isn't that a thing? Everyone has a theory. OJ, didn't, don't you have a theory about that? Oh, I got a huge theory about it. I think that that man, Joe Exotic, sliced that woman up. Also, I... <laughs> that wasn't the question. That's not... That's not... <laughs> what? That's I not think... what happens in the documentary. They think Carol Baskin <laughs> killed her husband. I think that Joe Exotic got so upset because Carol Baskin was clearly cheating on him and embarrassing him in front of all of his friends. Mm. And I think that he went over there just to talk one day, and all of a sudden, her husband Howard is also there, and he's bringing back some glasses that Carol left at the restaurant, and I think he stabbed her right on up. This just, oh, this is, doesn't sound believable. That's... <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying. I do know that. Take care. What were you going to say, Roger? That is a conspiracy theory that I do not think exists for this movie. You don't wait. You you don't think it exists? (laughs) (laughs) It exists now because he said it, but it is an off the wall. I guess you don't think it's accurate. It does exist. It's not accurate. It exists. But I've I've had it with Angela Dupson, who is my Carol Bass. (laughs) <laughs> sure, you keep saying. <laughs> what were you saying about her before Tiger King came out? What were you able to call her before you saw this documentary? <laughs> Tiger King's only been out I like a week and a half Angela at this point, Dempson. too. I just called her Angela Dumpson, but now I get to say Angela Dumpson is my Carol Bass. <laughs> Are there other but things? She put me yes. on a website. She put me on a website called NaughtyGooseGuys.net, <laughs> and I have had it with her. I, te- I heard- Right, what else I, has she done? I, well, I, I got her back, though. I trained one of my geese to steal one of her goose's eggs. <laughs> and he okay. went over there, and he took it, uh, and he nudged it back to my place 14 miles with his beak. <laughs> it took him three weeks. Why didn't you drive him to the- <laughs> Like the perimeter of her place, and just wait I don't for him. let the geese ride with me in the car anymore because they're backseat drivers. <laughs> Is that what happened in Vegas? <laughs> well, in <laughs> Vegas, I'll tell you what happened in Vegas. Some of them, some of the geese got loose in Vegas, 
and they did six hundred dollars of damage to Toby Keith's "I Love This Bar and Grill." <laughs> that's a that's a sad story. Yeah, they they purchased the MLB network on every flat screen with their beaks. Oh, that's I, the I, damage. I, the six hundred dollars worth of damage. Yeah, no one was hurt. <laughs> no, no property was harmed. They that just, damn that that damn old MLB network is very expensive in hotels. It's too much. <laughs> I I think I remember hearing about this because uh, you got in a little hot water because you were using that sedan as a. You were also driving for Lyft around Vegas, right? <laughs> yeah, my Lyft sedan rating, full of geese. My Lyft rating has severely suffered since I've been also trying to run a uh, multiple geese uh, petting business out of it. But I do well, have. Wait, multiple. You have multiple businesses, or you can pet multiple geese. Now <laughs> so you can pet multiple geese. But I always <laughs> at one business. Them, I always tell them I have the nasty little white lifesavers. <laughs> what else do you want? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I like you know, those life. I like those lifesavers. I like the, the white ones. No, the individually Andre. wrapped white ones. The ones that, I like those white ones. That's like, nasty. You know, you don't like white lifesavers, but like white everything else. Black <laughs> lifesavers matter. Okay, those are the only ones. What, okay, what could God. what could they be? Black? Would they be licorice flavored? What I mean, they L- could be whatever flavored. they want, Scott. They could be chocolate flavored, Scott. Oh, that's true. If they true. wanted to switch it up, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you, Andre. By the way, what race are you? Have we ever established it? All of them. <laughs> Everything you got a little As bit am of. I. <laughs> LJ, you all black. You all blackity black black. You know, pe- people have said otherwise over the years. <laughs> OJ, I'm looking at you. You're black. I've always thought. You're looking at me. I've always thought, OJ, that I could relate to you, <laughs> though. You thought that you could relate to me, Scott? Yeah, you know, you're 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 one of the, you're. Uh, uh, how do I phrase this? You're gonna say one of the good ones? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Just uh, you, you're you're. Uh, uh, you heard it here first. Scott Ackerman says O.J. Simpson, one of the good ones. <laughs> one of the good ones. You're just an American success story, and and something that we can all aspire to be. Scott, I tell you, I appreciate that tenfold, a hundredfold. Almost as many folds as how many N95 masks I have sitting in my basement, which is quite damp. So some of them may be getting a little... Uh, so a little, a little molds in those folds, yeah. Yeah, some mold in those folds. Yeah. Um, Roger, I have to ask, any other uh, details here on your uh, Goose Tycoon documentary or what's been going on there? Well, yeah, I mean, I do also sing... You Oh, much like... <laughs> what's his name? Joe Exotic? Joe Exotic. Roger Peculiar also has a singing career. Um, How do you get Roger from Joe? I don't. I didn't get it from him. I'm actually from your mom. I'm older than him. Right, right. So, but you 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 sing though. I do sing. Uh, Yeah, I got a I got a few songs. I got one out called uh, Goose Man. Let's hear a little bit. Uh, All right, you want to hear it? (laughs) Yeah, I certainly do. Hey now, you're a goose man. Get your game on. Go play. So that's how that one goes. It's not even. Go, go what now? Does it even go rhyme with all star? What is it? Rhyme with what? All star? I don't know what, what you're talking about. The all stars? Like the baseball you heard team the for the little good NBA boys. NBA all stars. What's one of your other songs, Roger? This one's called Mom Goose Bit My Finger. Okay. Hey now, 
Goose bit my finger. Get your game on. Go play. <laughs> what do we think about that one? I think, it, I think it's a hit. Look, I I'm like not, that I'm not argue song. anymore. I love them. These, these are my favorite kind of songs where they have different beginnings, but all the same second line. <laughs> well, you're going to like this next one because it's, it's nothing like the first two. A lot of people are saying the first two are similar. Mm. This last one is uh is completely different what's it called uh last called- one you all got three songs <laughs> <laughs> it's not a exactly a large oeuvre <laughs> yeah i come with numbered only a few songs uh but this one's okay. called beaks are just hard mouths <laughs> let's hear it all that glitters is gold. <laughs> Only shooting stars break the mold. You didn't change any of the lyrics on that one. <laughs> and, and, I love it. That's Thank the be- you. That's Thank the beginning you, of that song. <laughs> Number five. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen Drew lately? I... His look is very different. Yes, I have. <laughs> and my question to him was, so why is this happening? <laughs> I, I literally thought it was for a role and was shocked when he said it wasn't. It's why he's got longish, shaggy hair and a beard. And a beard. Full, thick beard. Like Yeah, he's castaway, essentially. <laughs> it's insane. The beard's not quite that long. No. But uh, if left unchecked... It certainly could That's where there. it's headed. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think... I mean, well, you and I, what, what was your first haircut uh, during quarantine? <laughs> oh, I, I did home haircuts. Right. Which essentially was, I have clippers, and I put it on the, because uh, the last haircut I got, it was kind of all one length, right? Yeah. So I was like, here's what I'll do. <laughs> I got these clippers, put them on the longest setting, and then I'll just, tr- I'll just go all over my uh, head. Right, yeah. <laughs> and it was not... That bad? And when when was, was that this? Good. This was in April or that was my hair was was fairly sh- oh because I had I had done um I'd gotten a haircut on a set I did an episode of the Twilight Zone that's the last thing I right. did I was in Vancouver right and they cut my hair because everything's kind of like out okay, of so you were out of time on the show to ride that I was able to ride that for months. a while yeah yeah and then and so I would say I would say yeah like a few months in I cut my own hair and did a. You know, like, I mean, look, a decent enough job for the places I was going, which was not many, um, but a, a decent enough job to appear on Zoom. Right. Yes. Um, and then you got cast on another show and you got one there. Right. Or did they not give you one? there? No, I got I went right before that show. That was in. I want to say October, late September, early October. Do you remember? And I, I got a haircut at a, a salon. Oh. Um, right before that. That's okay. my last haircut. So a mask full haircut. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Where it's like, hard, you know, they only let one person in yeah. at a time and, Got it. you know, all this shit, take I've a not, temperature. I've not been able to do that. Even. Yeah. I, so I, I, I had gotten my, previous to quarantine, I got my previous haircut, I think six weeks Previously earlier. Previously on haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Puts the haircut in the basket. <laughs> <laughs> You can't handle the haircut. <laughs> but I, I was feeling shaggy when quarantine happened, and then I went. Well, it wasn't me. Then I <laughs> the shaggy defense. <laughs> and then I went all the way to my birthday, July second, mm-hmm. without getting one. So I had the longest hair I'd had since I did Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor uh, Dreamcoat when I was <laughs> twenty. And they told us to stop getting haircuts, and we had beards and haircuts. To be Bible people. To be, I, yeah. I liked your shaggy hair. 
I thought it was good. It was just too much. I did. I did take the one picture, the uh, cover of uh, our aborted podcast. Are you talking RHCP re me? <laughs> you on. can. I'm, I'm pro life. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Even podcasts. Even podcasts. Every podcast is special. <laughs> I don't want anything to be aborted. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want them to be canceled either. Uh, please don't cancel me. <laughs> But you can see my long hair in that. But then I gave myself, I bought, I finally bought clippers. I gave myself one on my birthday, July 2nd, when we went to see Jaws. And then I just gave myself one uh, uh, for uh, Jimmy Pardo's uh, Podcastathon, whenever that was. That was oh, in yeah, September okay. or something. So, and maybe I'm due for another one soon. I had a one scheduled for Tuesday and it was canceled because we're going, quote, back into lockdown. Oh, yeah. 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 Everything's shutting again. So, but I'm also working on that show that I worked on before, yeah. Rutherford Falls, and I have to let them know. Hey, my hair is going to be a mess. Okay, so get them prepared to well either to widen out the frame a little bit <laughs> to fit it all in. <laughs> I mean, I just to let them know. Hey, maybe you want it to be this way, or maybe you want to do something about right, it, or right. whatever. So we'll see. Well, that's very considerate of you. I remember the first time that uh, I think during that very same Joseph production where someone. One of us got one of the cast members got a haircut in the middle of it, and it was a big problem. Oh, I and remember. That's where we, we we all learned that you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, <laughs> um, that hair continuity is a thing, and that you should at least have to check with. And in a play, obviously, there's no continuity, but it was like, hey, we designed the look of your hair. Yeah, <laughs> for opening night, yeah, and you're yeah, not yeah. supposed to change it. I I think I've told you this story. I hope so, but. <laughs> You'd love to read. So I don't have stories. to hear it again. Uh, what? <laughs> no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen now. Um, when I was, I would, I would sometimes appear on the Sarah Silverman program, right? As a cop, as Jay Johnston's partner, right? Uh, and didn't I get your part because you couldn't be there, or no? That was a different cop. Who knows? Who knows? I played many cops. Tig might have got my part because I couldn't be there one time. Yeah. I don't know. We did but, the same on Comedy Bang Bang. Tig was a cop for a while, and then I think we uh, cycled Carl Tart back in because she didn't want to do it oh, anymore yeah, or yeah. something. So, yeah. Um, so I would go every, – every once in a while I'd get called in and do the Sarah Silverman program where the writers would tell me all the ideas they had for my character that never happened. <laughs> Right. Yes. Always great. <laughs> they were like, "Oh, we had this great episode planned out where it was going to be you doing this, and then it and then happen. we didn't do it." Yeah. And then, um, so one time I was there, and one the um, <laughs> the the uh, woman in the hair department said, "Oh no, you're you're no cop has hair like this," and so she gave me this haircut. Oh, I wasn't a regular on that show. Like, right. put some fucking goop in it or whatever. So then she gave me this haircut that I tried to correct. Oh. Over over like this course of several months where I would go to a place and say, here's what I want you to do with my hair. Right. And then they would give me the same haircut that she gave oh, me. Oh, for months. And then finally I went to this place where I, she's, you know, I, I this is a In your person, mind palace? Yeah, I went in my mind palace. It was like, <laughs> when did I? <laughs> I went to this place that I'd gone before. Like this haircut that I really liked that yeah. that had to, I think she took time off to have a baby and then came back. And I was like, great, I'm going to go back to her. About nine months she took off? Exactly nine months for the duration of the pregnancy, and then as soon as the baby right was born, in front of you, where it was conceived. Yeah, she's like, "Hey, I just, I just got laid back there, and uh, I think I know what happened." I'll see you I'll nine see months. months to the day. <laughs> so, hey, I'm back. So, I said, I like told her the story. I'm like, "Here's what I'm trying to do. You know, I want it. Here's how I want it. You know." And she went, okay. And then she started to she started to do something, like she got out some clippers, and I was like, oh, actually, 
could you not do that? You know, could you leave that long there? Yeah. And she went, oh, wait, you told me that you didn't want me to do that, right? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And she said, I'm, I'm so sorry. And I was like, it was the what weirdest about, thing. It's like your hair is hypnotizing. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, are, do people just have an idea of what it should look like? And that's right. what they're doing. And they're not hearing what well, I say. Well, that's why nowadays I just go like, whatever you want to do, just do it. Well, here's what I like to do is I say, make it look like I didn't even get a haircut. Yes. That's what I say. And that has worked. That has served me in good stead. Yes. And that way you're always getting your haircut, like every three days. <laughs> and they just pretend to do every stuff. Every three days. <laughs> well, you know, I go every week for a haircut. Of course. <laughs> it's my I, Saturday. I'm rich. I and make a day out of it. Yes. Ah, uh, well, um, speaking of making a day out of it, we certainly did with this episode. We're going to have to leave, but no. we're going to be back on Thursday. Really? For the final episode of The Best Ofs, New Year's Eve. I'm we'll glad, be back. Glad we closed it out with some haircut talk. <laughs> this has been haircut talk. Uh, but uh, we will be back where we will be discussing and playing clips from the top four episodes of the year. Yeah. We're going to count it down all the way down. Oh, we're going to do it all the way down this year. To Why not? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, all right. You know that it's the end of the episode when we say our famous catchphrase, of course. Keep, Keep smiling. smiling. See ya. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Oh, the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.